The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. The following is a special presentation of Radio Memphis. Yes, it is here on this uh, Friday evening. It is uh, 7 p.m. Central Time on this 20th of January. Hey, we're all here. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Howdy, howdy. Tandria is here. Gerald is somewhere. He's floating around. There comes Natalie. Natalie Natalie just wandered wandered in. Oh, God, look out. Hide the liquor. (laughs) 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 Or at least Uh, check the cup. (laughs) Yeah, there is that. Yeah. um, Yeah, we've we've gotten everybody together here because everybody... Knows uh, the uh, the subject of uh, of our uh, program this evening, which is uh, of course Mr. Butch Mudbone, who we lost at the beginning of the year. What yes. a way to kick things off! Um, it sucks. Yeah. It really does. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I met Butch through Tundria. I think you were the. I think it was it was back when we were in, at my place at the house. And yeah. you had him over there. Him and his that neon green suit, I think. Yes, it was either the neon green one or the bright yellow one. Is one of the two. And I remember asking him. I said, "Where do you where do you get clothes like that?" And he goes, seven dollars, Goodwill." <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's Butch. That's Butch. The big Butch. smile and that gold tooth right there oh in the middle of it. Gosh. Yeah. Yes. Seven dollars, and the shoes were another five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. A man knew how to dress. Yes. Uh, yes. You know how to entertain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was my first encounter with him. And then later, uh, when awesome. when Booze and Blues got uh, a little more water under its uh, under its keel, there uh, Mark uh, came aboard and helped us get all this together. And then and then you brought him to us. And yeah, and every time, I mean, not within. It seemed like he was always here. Like he was like kind of like almost lived here nearly because we did that record together. Mm. Um, in fact, right now this week I should be in production with him. Oh man! Oh. Yeah, we had scheduled oh, that. Wow! And you know what I really am so sad about because huh. the last time he was here, which was November fifth, uh-huh. I missed it because I was out. You with, with your knee. knee? Yeah, yeah. You and I know. hate that because well, you know nobody knew. Right, but you know he sat you know, right there where, where LJ sitting. You never know, right? No, you never know. Yeah, that was that was taken on that show. Oh, thank you, Mark. All the photograph on the sheet there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So I wore, I wore my little Indian earrings tonight yeah. in, his, in his honor. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes. That is real nice. Um, Did you bring, I was hoping that you would bring what he made for you. Oh, shit, the bracelet. I forgot all about it. It's oh, sitting on my dresser. Damn, damn, I meant to bring it, too. Yeah, okay. Bummer. I'll bring, bring it, bring it I'll, Sunday. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring it Saturday. I'll bring it tomorrow afternoon over at the for the okay. Memphis Music Room. The yeah. thing that we're doing because that's yeah. what I was going to get into. We've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow at noon, noon, noon is the procession starting on Beale Street at Second, uh, going to Fourth, right? Um, outside BB King's. Uh, get there. Bring your instrument, your guitar, your tuba, your trumpet, your tambourine, whatever you got that makes noise. And uh, we're going to go right on down the street and. Uh, do that. Yeah, and so noon, where, where are we meeting in front of? BB King's. BB King's. In front of BB King's, okay. Right there where we always do these things, okay. I think. Um, right there at 2nd Street. And then we'll go on up the road there. And then uh, at 2 p.m., we're all meeting at Memphis Music Room on Shelby Oaks Drive for a really cool thing over there. The, there's like a Native American d- drum thing. Um, are they dancing and all that stuff, too? 
what's a drum ceremony? I don't know the details. Okay, well, we'll learn about that, I guess, as we as we go along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jackie's going to be playing, and there's going to be a kind of a jam that will happen. I guess till about 5 o'clock. It's a free event yeah. at Shelby yeah. Oaks Drive uh, tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, come on. That'll be fun. That'll be a large time. Tonight, uh, we've got... Uh, Quite a few things that is happening in here. Um, all right, we got some. Uh, we got some some folks that are starting to line up back in here. Uh, Gerald just wandered in. Yeah, Gerald is here. Um, we have. Uh, we've got a few people that are going to be calling in. That of course knew Butch and have uh, Butch stories. That's what tonight is about. None of this uh, uh, crying stuff. We ain't going to be doing none of that. Um, Scott Prosterman is going to call in. Uh, Nighthawk Tombs will be on the horn a little bit later on. And Joe Guimond, he's got a gig tonight. He's going to stop the band and step backstage and call us. Uh, yeah, on a break. From right. his show. That'll be cool. Uh, here in studio, Terry Saffold, who's here. Donna Bowers, Miss Zeno, Mr. Mark Caldwell will all join the uh, the program. And we may, we may hear from Jackie Flora and Pops Fontaine. That's a possibility. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Terry, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Doing good. You're looking good, man. Thanks, man. Doing all right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Great. Well, we're glad that you're here. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of time before uh, our first call. If you want to... You um, yeah. You hop, me, on, yeah me, hop on one of these I'll mics over here. I'll hop out of the here. way here. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh. Terry uh, worked with uh, with us and, uh, and Butch and some other folks when we made uh, Stroking a Bones record. That's right. That's right. That's a good record, man. We had a lot of fun with that. That's right. I was having fun down here, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. yep. the, right. You and those damn jelly beans. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's we, right, we, man. We by, yeah. You, went, what, you wound up finding it, right? I had a yeah, gallon. Yeah. I ate the whole jar. It was like almost <laughs> a... In my pocket. No, it was like a quart. I think it was, a, right. it was a half Maybe gallon or something. Yeah, it was, I don't know. Like five pounds of jelly beans. Yes, yeah. those gourmet. Yeah. Right. That's. Uh, I got them from my realtor. Ah, oh, you brought those? Hmm? You brought those in? Yeah, I brought those. Yeah, in. but he didn't right. spend no money on them. <laughs> nah, my realtor gave those to me. Yeah. It was a, a housewarming. I forgot the brand of them or whatever they were. But I did they were too, good. But man, they were good. Don't call it a housewarming. It was a thank you for spending so much money with me gift. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> We went hunting. I told her about it. We went hunting for him, man. Yeah. We found him at uh, uh, Costco's. Yeah, Costco. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Because yeah. that's where you told me you got them. And that's like, well, that's oh, I think that was from. the brand. I think it was a brand from Costco. Yeah. 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 All, right. All right. Hey, listen. I got a. We got a phone call coming phone in call. right now. Yeah. Let's see here. Hello, Radio Memphis. You're on the air. Scott Prosterman here, calling to discuss the great life and times and career of Butch Mudbone. You have found the right place. This is this is all of us here. Uh, even hey. t- Mr. Terry Saffold has joined us. He's here in studio as well. Great, great. And uh, and you're Rick Cheddar, right? You're the host. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of them. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm calling a few minutes early, and uh, that's uh, fine. No, that's no. That's good. We've got we've got a few other calls in here. That's good. That's fine. If you've got a little bit of time. Um, to tell us uh, a little bit about uh, the uh, your experiences with Butch. It's my honor to do so. Uh, first and foremost, and first and last, I want to thank everyone listening and ask them to go to the GoFundMe page that's been set up in Butch's honor to raise money for his wonderful widow, Caroline. Yes. She made his home and promoted his great career, and every fan or friend of Butch has an obligation to offer what they can, so... Please go to the fund, GoFundMe page yes, and yeah. uh, 
make a financial commitment. I guess you can just go to GoFundMe.com and just search Butch Mudbone and it comes up, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Just put Butch's name into a search engine with GoFundMe and, and it'll come up. Right on. Right on. And second, I want to honor Butch's bright, talented, and beautiful daughter, Zanya Hawk Mudbone, for her contributions to organizing all these tribute events coming up tomorrow and in recent days. Yeah. And for honoring her father's life as she has. And this includes her collaborating with me on composing Butch's obituary, which is in the Daily Manfian and, and also Legacy.com. And uh, from my standpoint, uh, as a semi-professional journalist, which is what I am, <laughs> it's been my sad task to compose obits for some other great musicians, including people with standing such as Butch. And Zanya greatly enriched her father's life story with some beautiful, deep information about Native American customs and Butch's standing as a roadman, sun dancer, and other high honors as a spiritual leader. Right. And uh, so that's been a welcome contribution. And finally, I want to honor Butch's surviving bandmates, bassist Cecil McDaniel, drummer Terry Saff. Glad you're all in, in the studio today. They continue with the spirit and great, greatness of Butch's music with, with their own careers. Now, <clears throat> I got to tell you how I became involved with Butch and his family, which is <laughs> a lucky coincidence on my part. But uh, in, uh, I had the honor of booking Butch's first gig in Memphis in 1990 right. <laughs> when I was managing the Sun Studio Review at Proud Mary's on Beale Street. And it was uh, early in a July evening. And I just set up the table with the T-shirts, had specialties, and so forth. Went out for a little fresh air. And I saw a school bus rolling up on Beale Street. And pulled over in front of the New Daisy. <laughs> and uh, Butch gets out and says, hey, I'm Butch Mudbone. I'm a blues guitar player. I've played in New Orleans, Nashville, the West Coast, all over. And uh, we just pulled into Memphis. And you got any leads for a gig for me? <laughs> just that bold. Hey, how you doing? School bus. <laughs> school. Yeah, got I off the bus, it. carrying his guitar, it. you know. Not even in the case, just, you know, Midnight Cowboy still carrying the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I so said, let me hear you for a minute. So he played a few bars, and I was immediately impressed and quickly saw he had versatile to his chops. And I said, all right, all right, I, that's good. I, I, I know you can play. I know you can play. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm running a low-key showcase here tonight, and I'm happy to put you on for a set, but I can only give you like 20 bucks or so because... You know, guys here just play for a portion of the door and, uh, you know, not a lucrative gig. Right. So, so yeah, thanks, man. And, of course, he stole the show. At the uh, end of the night, I paid him off the door, gave him a little extra money for gas, and he really touched my heart. And I continued to follow his career, got to hear him several times at the, at the clubs before I left Memphis in the, in 96. And, uh, but don't, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I was just in the place at the right time. I don't take any credit for Butch's success. He would have easily ascended to where he got without me. I just happened to be there when he rolled up into Memphis. And um, so that was a beautiful, serendipitous moment. That it is. That, and what, a, what, a, what, a great, uh, what a great memory to have, too. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. So at the time, I was uh, a DJ on Weevil doing a mostly big band show on Sunday morning called Big Band to Be About and Beyond. And uh, I came into the Proud Mary's booking gig because... A friend of mine who was a predecessor there <laughs> couldn't stand the guy around the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. And <laughs> you might know who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And the following year, I accepted a job at WREC AM 600 
on Beale Street, which is the sister station of Rock 103. Yeah, I'm very familiar so, with those studios, yes. Yeah, right, right. Well, <laughs> well this is... Before WREC became the home for hate right wing hate radio in Memphis, it was <laughs> one of the great stations. Yeah. One of the great stations going back to 1921. With yes, some tremendous music, news, sports, drive time. So I managed that program for paltry wages, insulting wages, which leads me to this. Just like many great musicians, I've been pimped on Beale Street, just like some of the greatest hoes in history, because. Uh, I saw it from the inside. I saw it from the outside. I've heard about it from Terry and Cecil. I've heard about it from Butch. And uh, it happened to me in radio, too. Of course, my commitment to Memphis music and Beale Street was not nearly as great as theirs, but uh, I'm honored to have made a contribution as a Memphis DJ and uh, done what I can to facilitate um, some of the great music. So... Um, I've got a little more to add, but uh, if anybody has any comments to add on top of that or any questions, I'll stand down for a second. And let no, you, you're, 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 you got it going, man. Uh, it, it is it is amusing that uh, that uh, you you bring up two hundred three Beale Street after I, I had I'd started uh, my radio career here in Memphis in those in in those studios there at uh, EGR in ninety seven, and I and the only the only the only blues that was happening over there at that time was uh, Tater Red's thing that he had on Saturday nights. Yes. And yes. that that was it, and then of course it, you know the rest is history from all that. But I never he didn't really have too many people in the in the studio with him at any at any given point. So I never got a chance to meet Butch until much later, until, until Radio Memphis happened. Okay, well I also remember you know when I was working across the hall from Rock One Hundred Three at at the AM station, I had more than a few discussions with uh, Drake Hall about the need to feature more Memphis music and. <laughs> then they finally threw a bone by putting one local song on Thursday night or something like that. And uh, That sounds like Drake. All right, here's your one song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you, yeah, you guys know that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I was his producer. I know. I know how he's like. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a few records thrown at my head in that room, so I, I, get, I get you. But anyway, I reconnected with Butch on Facebook around 2014, and... Uh, uh, a few weeks later, he sent me an email telling me how he'd been blackballed on Beale Street for advocating for better pay, fair pay for different for musicians, musicians on the street besides himself. And he told me he was quoted out of context in some story in the commercial appeal, and uh, which, of course, has never been a true friend of Memphis musicians. And Robert Nykoff coming on after me has got some great stories about that that, that he'll yeah, share. Yeah, he's, com he's, coming on, he's coming on here after a while, yeah. Great, great. Ask him to tell you about his um, one of his mentors who had a very harsh assessment of the way the commercial appeal treats blues musicians. And uh, it, it's hilarious and right, right spot on. So I, I'm sure he'll talk about it. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I've heard it in person off the air, too. Yeah, there was. And, and what you were talking about with Butch, you know, advocating for uh, a better compensation deal for, for those cats that are down there. Because without, without musicians, of course, Bill Street would be nothing. <clears throat> and, yes. um, you know, it's not like they could go on strike because those clowns down there on Beale will just find some, you know, slide whistle a kazoo player out, out in East Memphis and they'll do it for nothing. True. Well, that's what yeah. is sad. Yeah. And, and discussing this with Terry and Cecil and other Memphis musicians this week, uh, I've had some bad flashbacks to the nasty Beale Street music politics that I became so familiar with in the 90s, and I'm sad to see that nothing has changed and maybe even exacerbated to some degree because... What I hear is happening is that uh, 
the pay has been getting less and less for the real true local blues musicians, mm-hmm. and yes. people started complaining yeah. and getting cut from the <clears throat> from the the invitation list. Mm-hmm. And and I'm hearing the club owners are just hiring any club who comes through town with any musical instrument and passing them off as Memphis musicians, which they are not. That's correct. And uh, so one of my missions in life has always been to see that Memphis musicians get paid on time and other parts of the country when I've uh, been in charge of passing the bucket or the hat or or (laughs) running the show. I put on my Sun Records badge and said, all right, folks, this is the badge I wear when I'm the sheriff to make sure musicians get paid. Pony up and then pass the hat of the bucket around. Oh, yeah. So we had some fun with that, too. And um, uh, also, uh, I want to tip my hat to the wonderful people at Music Cares in Nashville, particularly Danielle Bowers and Stephanie Curtis, who were helpful with the Music Cares program through NARIS in helping Butch and Caroline get some aid when Butch had his heart attacks in 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know they were very involved in that. And I was in on some of those conversations, too. And this leads to my final, final task in honoring Butch Mudbone, which is to work with Caroline and Janya to help Butch get an overdue and richly deserved brass note on yes. Beale Street. Absolutely. Good. I agree, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's quite the noble cause, and I'm fully aware of the red tape that's involved with that. And I know you got your work cut well, out for you, but you're a good man for the you'll job. Be, Rick, you'll be pleased to know I've already gotten a head start on it. In fact, we got confirmation by email today from Rick Hall at uh, Beale Street, that uh, which is nomination has already been accepted, and they're going to move forward with, with the process. Oh, you know, it's right. Just, it's, yes. Bravo. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job. That's fantastic, man. So I'm very pleased to, to report that. I know you guys are h- happy to hear it. And, uh, of course, this is going to involve a separate fundraising effort um, a little farther down the line that, that we'll be promoting on Radio Memphis and social media and everywhere else. Right, right now, of course, it's important to support the GoFundMe to uh, uh, the GoFundMe for, for, for Caroline and other causes related to Butch. One more thing about the brass note. Um, I actually got a head start on this about three years ago at the beginning of the pandemic, right before. Um, I had already been working on a separate brass note campaign for another great blues guitar player named Butch, who was my cousin, Mark Butch Unopsky. And he was a guitar mentor to other brass note recipients, including the great Jim Dickinson, Lee Baker, Sid Selvage. All, all the great Mud Boys guys, as well as Gimmer Nicholson and others. And my cousin Butch has a global importance in rock and roll history and blues history because he was the founder of the original Red Dog Saloon in Virginia City, Nevada in the mid-1960s. And that site was the genesis, genesis of many great San Francisco bands, including the Charlatans, Dan Hicks, and the people who later became the Jefferson Airplane. So um, we're going to be working on both at once. And ideally, we'll be able to have a double ceremony to unveil the brass notes for two guys named Butch, both of whom were great Memphis blues guitar players and who gained fame far outside of Memphis. So we'll continue to work with the family and Radio Memphis and the bandmates on that. And uh, as noted, we will set up a separate uh, fundraising effort to, to support that when the time comes because it does involve money. And, and an install process. So um, 
that's something we can hopefully look forward to in the next year, more or less. And uh, I'm sure um, uh, Mark Caldwell and Rick Cheddar will keep everybody posted on that. Oh, you don't you know it? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Scott. Anything we can ever do to help you help you and your causes out, please uh, stay in touch with us and let us know, and we'll uh, we'll make that happen. Absolutely. Yes, I-, I love what you do. I'm happy to contribute here. I appreciate that uh, that uh, this sad event has prompted such a great outpouring to honor Butch. I uh, would love to be at the big event tomorrow at uh, the Memphis Music Room out Shelby Oaks Drive out in East Memphis. And I'm also delighted to know there's going to be a second-line parade on Beale Street tomorrow in Butch's honor, for starting on 2nd Street and continuing to 4th Street. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. All it right. starts at noon. Yeah. It starts at 12 noon. Okay, okay. Well, I will be there in spirit, and I will follow the events online as best I can. And uh, thank you very much for involving me in, in your program here. It's been a pleasure and an honor. I'm going <laughs> to, after I hang up, I'm going to tune in so I can catch the rest of it. And uh, I love what you do. Thank you Thank so you much. much. I appreciate it, Scott. Take care, okay? All right, you too. Guys. All right. Thank you. There you go. Well, those are some very kind words there from, yeah, uh, from Scott yeah. Brosterman and quite the uh, activist as far as uh, getting uh, musicians recognized. And, yes. You know, this city does have a tendency to just shit on its music, and I've never understood that. Exactly. I've never understood that. And, you know, what he's saying about, you know, Hey, you're a kid that can play guitar, and you're from where? Cleveland? Here, come on in. You're a Memphis musician yeah, right, tonight. That's just right, wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Terry, guys like you have been up and down that street for years, and to take that's that kind of legacy like that away from you guys is insulting. And I, I've literally seen people come from up north, and I'm not gonna mention any names, and they've got. I gotta watch my language. <laughs> no, you don't. You can say whatever you want over here, man. <laughs> yeah, y'all know me. They've got, they've got notes on Bill Street, and they're, they're not even from Memphis. Yeah. They don't even know the legacy of the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's disheartening, man. It is disheartening. I mean, people that actually lived here and, and were groomed here and, and brought us up. Right. You know, and myself, I'm originally from Chicago, but hell, I came here in the 70s, and I've been around here long enough, so I, right. think, I think I'm, you know, best right, in this right. area. And, you lost and, that and, Chicago accent, so you Memphis yeah, now. Yeah, 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 right, right. And so, anyway, and it's I, I hate the way, the one thing I, I I like to say is the union here is is proud of the problem. Our union sucks. Yeah, they yeah, only, they only the represent the sucks. symphony. That's the only one that they, that's the only and, thing. Yeah. You only get hired if you are in a symphony, if you're a symphony player. Yeah. You know, other places. I, cause I joined the musician union, Local 47, out of L.A. That's where a lot of my work comes from because I can, you can't get it here. You can't get it here. At one time when I first came, the reason I came here is because of Stax. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Emerson Abel, if y'all remember him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Guys were getting gigs, you know. But we had a strong union base. But now right. it, it sucks. Yep. It absolutely sucks. So cats are getting underpaid, like Scott said. Yeah. And it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's it's disheartening. It is. You know, you should be able I go to other cities, man, and, and I see musicians actually making a living. Right, they're right. They're getting paid for their craft. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah, you get you get union scale when you're playing a club. You union scale. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Because you, you, I mean, you, Chicago, New York, your ass get carded. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you don't have it, get off the stage. Right. You know, mm. you, 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 we got other mouths to feed. That's right. Yeah. And that's the way it works. Yeah. The, that's the way it should work. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know. So you have to wonder if the uh, 
the musicians union here, um, I know with the symphony is one one thing. I wonder if that's just sort of a deal. It's like, oh no, we just don't we don't we don't deal with the blues guys or the rock and roll guys. We don't just keep them out of here. I wonder who's made that decision. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly. Years ago, I joined the union here, and and the reason I joined, believe it or not, it wasn't for the it wasn't for the gigs. It was for the insurance. Because if you're right, exactly. If if your if your gear got stolen or whatever happened to it, yeah, yeah. it it was replaced at cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. Yeah, you know you got you know you had paid dues every mm -hmm. quarter, and uh, but you weren't getting any gigs. Same people got the same got the gigs. Right, the shows right. Down. Like I mean, even like Diana Ross and 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 I mean top acts were coming town. Mm -hmm. They would call the same people. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and there's a lot of us that re that read music, right? You know, you know, when when uh, when Isaac was working, yeah, and of course he had those the string players from the symphony. Uh, did they have to like suspend their union deal as well, or I wonder how that worked? I I, I really don't know. So I know they went on the road with him. They, they did. I've heard Willie Hall tell those stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shooting yeah. dice with the violin section in the back yeah. of a bus. And right, it was, yeah. right. Right. Stories. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. <laughs> right. That's right. Absolutely. But Butch was such a big advocate of fair treatment for all musicians yeah. down there on that street. Oh, yeah. You know. That's right. Now it's what, 10% of the bar plus tips or something stupid? Well, man, it's... it's, it's Depending it's, on the club? It depends on the club. And yeah. the club owner ought to manage... Well, club owner, because the manager has to do what the club owner tells him to do. Right, 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 and right. the thing is, you... It, it may be 50% of the bar, maybe 50% of the door, or 25% of the bar, 25% of the door, right. and plus tips, which is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It should be a set salary. Yeah, right. it should be. You it know, should be just a flat and, and rate. And that's what Butch was fighting for. Yeah. Give me a set salary. Right. Yeah. Now, tips, you know, tips and, and, and bar and do if you want to give me part of that, that's fine. Sure. Give me a set salary to go along with that. Right. You right. know what I mean? I think right. the last I heard in L.A., I think the yeah. minimum was, what, 100 a man? Yeah. Per least, gig? At least. At, there's the minimum. Yeah, I don't know that anybody pays it. I think they pay a lot more than that now, but... Um, well, there are... Four clubs on Bill Street that I could say that give give uh, musicians set salary, but the thing is, you playing all night for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you know, yeah. Five hours. You're working your ass off. You got a you got a five hour night for a hundred bucks plus tips. Yeah. Right. I remember when uh, King's Palace, I was playing. I was the house band with Joyce Cobb. Yeah. Before she got her own place, and the thing is, man, I, I quit my job because I believe it or not. I was making a grand a week, $1,000 a week. Man, nice. that's, that's good. For what? Because we, we were making, we had King's Palace, and on we had Rum Boogie uh -huh. doing, doing the off night. Weekend, we were at King's Palace, and we had Rum Boogie like Thursday, Friday, something like that, until she got her club. Right, you know? right. And and what killed that? And everybody was getting paid back during those days, man. It was what about the eighties, baby, the eighties, nineties, or something like that. Yeah. But at, at any rate, what what killed it, man? You got these quote unquote leeches uh -huh. that yeah. came in because I I tell everybody we are our own worst enemy mm. because you got a good gig paying, and I like look, I'll come, I'll I'll play for you for fifty bucks. Right. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. And so it undermines the craft. They under, they under started undercutting each other exactly. down there, yeah. And now there are guys that'll do it for free. Yeah, uh, because so they can say they're playing on Beale Street, yeah. on the world-famous Beale Street. Yeah. You know? And there was a time... They're not going to hire anybody when, when they'll do it yeah. for when free. When any of those musicians that were... Getting an inside gig, getting a club gig, was that was tall cotton, man. That was good stuff. Yeah. Up until then, you had to work your ass out on the street, oh, yeah, in the right, alleys, right. in between the clubs. Yeah. I don't even see that anymore. No, you don't see that at all now. They don't, they don't do it. And, and so, like, people like Donna, you know, the nonprofit thing at the church, you know, she she have the open mic night, and man, we'll come in there and play, yeah. we jam yeah. with, with Herman. Yeah. You know, we would come in there, me, Cecil, and, 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 and Butch. You know, we'd all go down there and try to network. It was a good thank you, Donna, because she was another supporter of musicians. Yeah. But and, I paid my... My home band. Yeah, yeah, she had a house band that they, she, she paid, paid though. Yeah. Fifty just to yeah. be there in case we needed somebody to come up, and that a lot of them right. Like that. And that worked out. And we didn't charge for the beer or the food. So right, right. That is my right. And I drink beer my ass off. Hey, there's there's plenty in that refrigerator over there, man. Okay, see? Yeah, see what I'm saying? See? I knew you, you know, were coming, they, Terry. They, they yeah, you yeah. coming, that's right. <laughs> hey, listen, guys, we need to grab this break. Uh, when we come back here in a little while, uh, we'll be joined uh, on the telephone with Mr. Robert Nighthawk Toombs. Uh, and he's got some great stories, too. And he speaks along those very same lines about uh, the fair treatment of musicians down there, yeah, which Butch yeah. fought so hard for. So yeah. we'll have a chat with him coming up in a little bit. i got a couple of tunes from Butch on the way, including Getting Tired of All These Blues and the Lundy Gross Strut. It's all next right out of the break right here at Radio Memphis. Don't run away.
There you go. Butch Mudbone right there from a self-titled record and uh, getting tired of all these blues with that... Uh, that New Orleans vibe he always had. He always had a thing about that city. Yeah. Uh, Lundy Gross Strut was also part of that um, that collection there. Uh, sometime a little bit later on tonight, we'll be playing some cuts off of his latest record, Stroking the Bones, uh, which uh, which was done here in this room. Um, I was I was but before he got here, Terry, uh, we were we were supposed to be working this week with him. Yeah, absolutely. We were going to be making the new record, and now he had right. mentioned you and Cecil, right. and we were going to be right down here, this like right now, making this damn thing. Yep, he's he was so excited when that last one came out, and he's like, "I got, I got stuff. I'm ready to go." And he was always so excited about that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, being around him was so much fun, especially yeah, he in this. He would call me, and he would, he would he would call me on the phone. He was like, "Terry, what you, what you think about this one, man?" <laughs> <laughs> and he would get on the piano, man, and then run these riffs over the phone. Over the, Seriously, and then he would sing because we would always jump on Bush, man. He's like, because he would play in one key and sing in another. Slow down, man. <laughs> I, I remember Cecil just giving him absolute hell about how many turnarounds he was going to cram in that one tune. Oh, that was, yes, uh, I was here that, here that night. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I was here that night. And Butch yeah. would, because yeah, Cecil says, how many turnarounds you need in yes, here? And he goes, as right. enough as I say we need. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. It was, kicking, it was kicking Cecil's butt, man. Yeah, but it, once we uh, finally got it all together, it's, it's a great tune. I'm laughing. <laughs> 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 you know what y'all want me to play? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, no. He would, he would literally call awesome, me, like man. He would call me. Yeah. He would call me, man. I don't care, 12, midnight, whatever. Man, what you think about this? <laughs> And we would have to bring that big piano and that oh that gigantic Yamaha keyboard right that monstrosity that we would play in on we would leave the case upstairs we have to leave the case case and we we go up and take the keyboard out of there and have to carry it down yeah like hand it over the banister and then it was doing really goofy things down here it was making different noises and he goes. Oh, uh, Rick, you got haints in here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do, as a matter of fact. Yeah, because that thing sounded like Rice Krispies, man. It was popping and cracking. And then he got he, t- he took it over to Yarbrough. They couldn't find anything wrong with it. And on one of the tunes that's actually on the record, it changes tone to a different sound while he's playing and the timing of it was just perfect because it goes he, he was coming out of a out of the bridge back into the, to the next uh, the next verse and it changed his tone and we just left it in there so I forget which tune it was whoever's here made an appearance on Butch Mudbone's last album yeah uh, which by the way Stroke Into Bones has been nominated uh, by the uh, uh, by uh, the powers that be to represent Memphis in the best self-produced uh, record for the IBC, yeah, man, so, that's incredible. Yeah. So that that made it. And I know he was really happy about that. Yeah, he was really, really thrilled. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we're awaiting a phone call from Mr. Robert Nighthawk Toombs. I know he he'll he'll want to come uh, ch- uh, chime into the conversation here in a bit. Um, he's got the right number, right? The three five two number. Okay, good. Just want to make sure because we're in the middle of process or uh, changing over. To... Okay. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he and I walked together when uh, Howard Grimes had his procession down Beale Street. The two of us walked together, um, and he was talking about how many times he'd done that, where, yeah. he, where he'd done those second lines and those those processions down Beale. And he said it. He said it never. 
It's it's a good thing to do, but it's never it's not nice it's to not, you know, right. It's hard. Right. It's hard to do every it's, it's time. It's like there's one less right. guy I get to play with now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely tradition. You know, it, I know it's not solely a Memphis thing, but it's I know that it's it's a good way to to do it. And uh, that is happening tomorrow. <clears throat> on Beale Street, uh, Beale in second outside of BB King's. It starts at noon. If you uh, if you got something to make some noise with, a horn or a, a drum or or whatever you got, uh, come on down to the uh, to the street and uh, walk with us uh, all the way to Fourth. And then starting at two o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon over at the Memphis Music Room on Shelby Oaks Drive is a very special little uh, thing that we're doing over there, a tribute thing with some uh, Jackie Flora and her and, and friends, I guess. Yeah. It's the jam band is yeah. going to set up. So if you want to come play, yeah. be sure and bring your instrument and uh, come sit in on that. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's not a it's not a jam. Um, it's there's not going to be enough time to do two or three songs worth depending on the time. Yeah. Uh, it's really for the a lot of the family and friends that are musicians come up and play a song with the band. Right. Sure, sure. That'll be a sign up list. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. And I know. Yeah. So the house band would be Dave, me, Cecil, of course, Flora, and who else? Brad on guitar. Brad Webb? No, no. Brad, Brad couldn't do it. Oh, Brad he's couldn't got, do it. Yeah, he's no, got no, uh, Patrick Platt. Patrick Platt. Platt. I, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. You, you play, have you played that room? Have you no. been? Where are you going to be in for a surprise? That thing holds like 2,000 people. Is that me? Yeah. I know it's the old Sharana's place. I right? think if Kiss showed up, they couldn't fill it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Hey, hey, check it out. Here we go. We got the we got a phone ringing right over here. Let's see here. Uh, and Nighthawk, is that you? It is me. How are you, my friend? I am well, sir. You're on the air with us uh, here in the studio. Terry Saffold is in here as well, and Mark Caldwell, and LJ, and Maddox, and uh, Tundria, and Gerald. It's a whole, it's a whole fam damly. Oh, well, that's excellent. I'm glad to hear it. hope everybody's doing well and smiling today. We're doing the best and, that we uh, can, my friend. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Everybody's trying to carry the flag as best they can. Our buddy Butch Mudbone wouldn't want us to be sad. He was the bravest guy I probably ever met. As far as going out of town and playing a gig and not having a gig already booked, he was definitely the bravest guy I ever met. I, I love <laughs> the brother. I've heard so many of those stories directly from him about just doing that very thing. And, and uh, before you called, we were talking about uh, his advocacy for fair pay amongst musicians down on Beale Street and how, how much uh, oh, trouble must, that would stir with those people down there. You must have a large soapbox for me to get on. It's all yours, my <laughs> friend. Knock yourself out. Jesus. Well, i tell you what, kids, it's like this. About 20 years ago, I wrote an op-ed piece to the morning newspaper, and it was concerning the fact that uh, this same subject that Reverend Martin Luther King came to Memphis, Tennessee, about in 1968 was the sanitation workers and what he termed starvation wages. We still have starvation wages and the starvation wages are being paid to the people that are putting patrons in the seats of our entertainment district and other places, but have been used, uh, exploited for profit without being remembered for their contributions uh, when it came time to get paid, which I realized what was going on. And... Um, 
quite honestly, Butch Mudbone was the only guy that was tough enough to stand up and say, hey, you know, you guys can do what you want to, but uh, you need to organize. And you turn the taps off on this music for about two weeks and see how well they, you know, draw crowds with the police museum and uh, and whatever else. <clears throat> and I, I would have to agree. Nobody wanted to do that. Everybody loves music. Everybody wants to play music. But let me just put it like this. This says it pretty quick. In 1985, I made 75 bucks to play music. So did just about everybody else. It was just trying to, you know, go down there and play an instrument and make a few bucks. And uh, we were thrilled to have it because before that, there were no clubs. Our music in the park brought crowds that put people in clubs. Music brought back Beale Street, Butch Mudbone, uh, I-, I can name a ton of people, it doesn't matter, but the Hubert Sisters, me, Earl Forrest, booked a bunch of people down in the park. When uh, Joe Saverin, uh, before there was a Blues Foundation, all the bands that played in the park gave Joe Saverin the first bucket full of tips that we made for the day uh, for what was then the Blues Foundation, which would sort of fund him coming down there every day and sort of preaching the gospel of you know Memphis music. And he was sort of the lone soul uh, doing so. Nonetheless, uh, the music and the musicians and Joe and the spirit of the music and Beale Street prevailed. And that was great, except they started realizing that there was no way to make any extra money on cutting money on you. You had to pay your rent, utilities, the cups, beer, uh, food, supplies, wages, all these kinds of things. They, they, they were not expenses that you could change. But one thing you could do is that you could underpay the musicians and underpay them some more and some more and some more. So that the $75 that I made in 1985 is now worth $203 and change. Mm. Uh, maybe it's 206 I think, about 206 So if you never got a raise at all, when you took the money to the store that you made, getting paid in 1990, we got paid a hundred bucks. And ever since today, they still get a hundred bucks. If they get right one five, it's cause they got to pay 30 to park. And now they're making 95. So it's the same hundred bucks that they've been paying you since 1990. And, uh, what I'm saying is you've lost, you know, you not only have never gotten a raise, but you're playing for half as much money or less and I was paid in 1985. And Butch Mudbone was the only guy that wasn't scared of losing his little gig or his ego stroke. Uh, I'll put it to you like this. Butch Mudbone had the courage of his convictions and lived by it and stood up for other people. And it cost him personally to do so. And uh, was it, wasn't he, was, it, was he not blackballed from the street after all of that? I don't know what anybody did, man. Um, I don't, you know, I did. I wasn't there for anybody to vote against Butch or anything like that. He got 86 from a club one night, I understand, for no reason. But, you know, that was then, and it doesn't really matter. But um, I guess what I'm saying is this was not the only time that Butch was brave. Butch was like that. He was... Uh, a man. He was not playing around, and you could take him at his word. And if he told you he would be there, if 
said, I'll come down there and pick it or I'll come down there and do whatever. He would be there. And like I said, you know, I, I used to go over to his house sometimes with Vic Charles who played the bass and a lot of times, a lot of bands. We played in Little Howlin' Wolf's band and a bunch of different bands and which would feed any musician that was in his house. And, you know, his house was always open to anybody to come over. If you needed a, a PB&J, he would hook you up um, and probably be a joke and make you laugh or you know, he's just a good brother, very entertaining and uh, very supportive and very inclusive. He invited me to a lot of Native American ceremonies. And I just thought, man, that's so beautiful, you know, that you would you would include me, you know. Anyway, he was a good friend. That he was. Uh, um, I, I was relaying to the guys in the room earlier, uh, the last time I saw you, unfortunately, was at uh, Howard Grimes' procession. And uh, yeah. you, you and I walked down that street again and... And I got a chance to spend a moment talking about how many times you have done that. Yeah. Yeah, I have done that a lot of times. And, um, man, I tell you what, walked down that street with Vic Charles. Um, walked down that street with Bob Harding. <laughs> Us holding one another up, you know. Yeah. Um, Willie Mitchell's passing. Just a whole lot of people. I don't want to get on list of names, but I also used to try to report some for American Blues News and take some photographs and write a little bit. And oh, so sure. I was sure. down there. Now they're trying to document things and just remember people um, because there wasn't enough of that in my estimation and still isn't. But um, Agreed. But, but Butch Mudbone was there, and Butch Mudbone stood up for musicians, uh, and he got nothing for it. He got no recognition slap on the back he got nothing for it as a matter of fact in his estimation it cost him work so he should know um that's what he told me mm -hmm. and um i i think the profound thing to walk away with is that you know maybe more of us need to be like butch mudbone and maybe after you are gone they remember you for what you stood for, not what kind of gig you played or what brand of drums you beat right. or uh, what kind of tie you wore. Although I have some nice ties, if anybody wants <laughs> If it's one thing that Nighthawk has got, he's got some nice ties. <laughs> Uh, we were also laughing about those suits that Butch would wear from time to time. And, he'd, <laughs> and then he'd, you'd see him, i go, man, that's a snappy suit. And he'd go, $5 at Goodwill. <laughs> he was the man. I'm just telling you, Butch Mudbone was a colorful cat, man. And he was he was not afraid of colors. He was not afraid of, of, of he would he could walk the walk. Yeah. Uh, Butch was, you know, he, I'll tell you another just quick story. Butch, man, he... he Nighthawks, and that's my that's what they used to call me because I'd sit up all night long. He called me up, Night, you got to go with me, man. I need a keyboard player to come go with me. We're going to go to hell. And I was like, Oh, cool. Are you playing the festival, Mudbone? No, bro. I'm, I'm not playing the festival, but we're going to play a gig over there. I said, Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to play on the street, man. Well, all right. If you're going, I'll go with you. So we all piled. We had some little old gig, or Butch did, I can't remember, earlier in the week, and we'd made a few dollars. Butch took all his money, and he went and rented a U-Haul trailer. 
So we took the van and the U-Haul trailer and went down to Helena and played down on one end of Cherry Street, and it was just raining like hell, Rick. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. It was not a good festival day. You know, it was just raining like hell on and on. So we found somebody that would let us plug in. And I mean, it was like that. We had to go negotiate with people that owned a place. Hey, can we plug into your electricity and make some racket? We had a little funeral tent. Little bitty, tiny, bitty, funeral tent. And we were all huddling up together like, you know, like closest brothers you ever had, you know, because, you know what I'm saying? You got electricity, you got water, and you got your friends, and you're wondering, will you all perish right there on Cherry? Yeah, so everything was good, and the creator looked out for us, and we did not perish that day, but... But the thing that, that I wanted to impart was that Butch Mudbone was indomitable, man. You couldn't keep the brother down. Yeah. He didn't have a gig. He didn't have a band. He didn't have... He called up his friends. He knew who was good. He knew who he could count on. Uh, and and who would answer the call and go. And so we went over there, man. We played the one place. They ran us off. They're like, ah, oh, you guys are too loud or whatever. Too too noisy or you're using too much power. I don't know why they ran us down the street. They ran us down the street to another storefront with some nice Asian people that are running a store that let, let us plug in over there for a while. And I think we were out of the rain because they had kind of a covered storefront. So we played there for a while until yet again. <laughs> they decided they were done with us. So we moved again to the third location. But the point of all this is no gig, didn't own a trailer, Got over there, probably had some money for gas and stuff like that, but probably not a whole bunch left over. And man, fielded a team, friends, fielded a team. You see what I'm saying? He he had a good band, sounded good, got out on the street, and uh, could not be beaten. I mean, the man, water wasn't going to beat him. <laughs> not having a gig wasn't going to beat him. Not having... You know, two or three people telling him, man, you got to move down the street, get another place to plug in. What, nothing, nothing stopped that man. Nothing man. stopped him. He knew what he wanted. And, and you, like you were saying, he was a brave man. He could leave the house without a gig and come home with a with a bit of, with a bit of money. Yeah. Oh, my Lord, man. He was uh, he was he was great and just so entertaining. And, and he had Vic Charles in a lot of these bands and Vic's gone now, too. But Vic was always and Vic and Butch both always had a good joke something something cheerful to say and Vic Charles was the Richard <laughs> Pryor of, of the blues Terry said Vic I mean, was crazy yeah, he they, looked a little bit like Richard Pryor man. and yeah. he was so funny uh, anyway so I spent a lot of time with those guys we played at the old Muhammad Ali town to cinema I don't remember the iteration of it at the time, but with Little Howlin' Wolf, and we played in the alleys. We played, in, I can't remember how many clubs down there. I played on Butch's last uh, recording. We had a great time, and uh, I'm just so thankful for all the time I got with Butch Mudbone. He was just such a beautiful cat, and so inclusive and kind and loving of everybody, you know, just... Uh, a beautiful spirit like we're supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Absolutely. What that's, 
the brother was to me, really. I always felt like I got something out of my time with him, you know, whether it was here in the studio or just casually at the, you know, at a show that he was playing. Or I was, I just felt like it was, you know, I, that I was lucky enough to walk away with something that that I'll always hold on to. And it sounds like you had the, you had a lot more of that than I did, and that's that's a beautiful thing. I got to go sit on his couch and play his keyboard and show up and rehearse and watch Vic Charles eat PBJs and uh, <laughs> and, and Vic Charles, you know, fake fuss at one another just <laughs> to try to get laughs out of the rest of the band. They were they were yeah. totally entertaining. They were they were they were showmen. I mean, both of those cats in particular, um, Butch would dress up, man. But see, that's. Old school. I'll be 65 my next birthday, and that's how we were brought up. Just you showed up for the gig clean, and you dressed up, and whatever you had, you dressed your best that you could to go out and try to entertain the people to respect your crowd. Nowadays, not so much, but um, Earl Forrest taught me that, and uh, that's the way it's been ever since. You know, it's it was the law back then. <laughs> yeah, Nighthawk, we got to move along, my friend. We've got to we've got to open up the line here for uh, uh, Joe Gweeman. He's going to be calling in. He's uh, he's he's at a he's at a gig and he's uh, having to step backstage to chime in. But uh, listen, brother, it's, it's always good uh, to t to talk with you. It's good to hear from you, and I'll hopefully see you soon. And uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get together. We'll get together then. Okay. Absolutely. Hug everybody's neck for me, and it's good to hear your voice, man. Thank you, sir. It's good to hear you. All right, we'll see you. Okay. All right. Buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> there we go. That was uh, uh, Robert Nighthawk Tombs. Yeah, uh, Joe was just calling in in the middle of all that, and I couldn't I couldn't make it the break. Yeah, the break. I was like, hey, what is this? never yeah. done this before. He, call he can call back now if he wants to. You going to message him? Joe, I know. I know Joe. he's he's hanging out backstage. He's before. taking a break just to call in. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I know we'll only have him for just a couple of minutes. And Joe you know. who? Huh? Joe who? Joe Mama. I thought you were talking about your wife, Joe. I was like, what no. is she calling? Joe Guimond. And your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can call in right now. Yeah, hey, Joe, you can call Rick right now. Just call me back. We were on the other line. Yeah, we still had one. Oh, Lord, look who walked into this room. Yes. Look at that beautiful woman. And she's, I'm going to move so she can sit right here. Well, we're going to have her on here after after this break here. As oh, soon as, okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to get uh, Joe on here real quick and, uh, <clears throat> as, soon as, he, as soon as he calls in. And Miss Zeno is here. And uh, Is he calling? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, Joe, how you doing? You're on the air, buddy. I'm doing okay, buddy. Um Glad to be able to be a part of this. Yeah, I know you're at a, you're at a show right now, and you're in a you're in a bit of a break. And I appreciate you uh, taking a couple of minutes to call in and uh, and uh, yeah. talk to us about Butch. Yeah, no, I, I I got it. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, we could tell Butch stories all night long, but my story is pretty simple. I knew Butch way before I had a chance to meet him. So I knew Butch before I knew Butch. Uh, Cash Cash McCall had sent me a message and he said you need to get in touch with this guy because he's a straight up blues man and a hell of a person yeah so we had talked on the phone for several years before we met in person and then i met him in purpose uh, in in person he came and met me at memphis airport when i was flying up there to uh see cash right before cash passed 
So uh, he was nice enough. He and Caroline were nice enough to welcome me into their home. And uh, I stayed there and told a bunch of cash stories. And turned out he played a lot of the same clubs I did in West L.A. when he lived out there. Oh, wow. He and I both played at different times with Sam Taylor. So um, uh, we, we were going to go bring Cash one night to the Rock House. And Cash was dressed. He was ready to go. I changed the strings on his guitar for him because he, he said he couldn't play those heavy strings I, I used. So right. we found a set of strings, put them on there, got everything ready, and then Cash fell, and his nurse wouldn't let him go. So Butch and I went out there and represented, and uh, I think we played with Terry Saffold. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's around here somewhere. Yeah, Terry's around here. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we we had a good time. And <laughs> the next note, this is this is probably the funniest story of them all. Is that you know we went to uh, to go play at Wild Bills the next night, mm-hmm. and uh, the juke joint. And I had never been in a place quite like this. I played some pretty crazy places. <laughs> Wild Bills is an institution, Joe. You know that. It's it, a- it is the place. I mean, it's the real deal. So that night they had the Stone Gas Band out of Clarksdale there, and, and we played and stuff. But before we left, Butch takes me aside. He says, well, you, you got to dress like a blues man. And I said, okay, well, I didn't bring, I didn't bring dress clothes, you know. Because I didn't think we were close enough to do a funeral or anything for cash. He says, well, I got something for you. He goes in the closet and he pulls out this burgundy suit with metallic stripes. The pants were a little short on me, but the vest and a, and a silver metallic shirt. <laughs> I go, well, okay. So and he had a hat to match it. So he says, okay, cool, man. So I said, well, what are you going to wear? He says, you'll see. <laughs> he came out, and I don't remember whether he was wearing bright blue with a hat or bright yellow with a hat. So we, we go up, you know, we head out to the car, and we're, you know, cracking jokes back and forth about how sharp we look. <laughs> we get down there, we played a couple sets with these guys, you know, and, and I had to fly out the next morning at 7 to go back to Washington State because I had a gig that night. So, uh... Yeah, we're sitting there, and we get in the car, and we load up his amp and his guitar and the bass I was using and all this stuff, and we get maybe a, three blocks down the road, and it looked like the uh, Starship Enterprise came up behind us. Lights, flashers, everything. Four cop cars. Oh, no. They came up on us, and I, I think they saw when they ran the license that he had a CW permit. So they come up to the car... And they look in both sides, and they're kind of like, what the hell? And the, this big cop that was on his side says, what are you guys, some kind of pimps? <laughs> We're blues men. We're leaving a gig down at uh, Wild Bill. And, you know, they they put the shotguns away and the assault rifles and the pistols. And, stuff. and it turned out this guy was somewhat of a blues fan. So uh, Mudbone's fishing around. And he was going to get a uh, CD out for me. He goes, man, he says, I don't, I don't have any CDs with me. But he says, if I, if I had one with me, I'd give it to you. you know? Yeah. So we, they let us go. And we rolled down the road. And we just laughed our behinds off. That is beautiful. got a good laugh out of it, too, because they probably figured we were guys that had a bunch of street walking. <laughs> yeah, you guys were running whores or whatever it was you guys were. That's hilarious. Yeah, that yeah. That is hilarious. Oh, so, yeah. So 
So I'll close out with uh, the fact that Bush was a very special friend, a, a killer musician. I mean, he could play anything you'd put in front of him, and just an all-around solid, solid person. And I was truly blessed to have Butch, Bone and, Butch Mudbone in my life. And I don't know if you've seen that, that uh, CD he released. The new one? Yes, yeah, I've where, seen it, yes. Where it's got him playing that chord formation on yes, the front? Yes, was it the F-sharp F diminished? Yes. I think is what it is. Uh, C-sharp minor 7. C-sharp C minor 7, that's what it is. And in in his yeah. hand, it's beautiful. And I had, I, I love that picture. I, I wish I had a bigger shot of it. I know, that's great, <laughs> man. I got to get back to work here, and I really appreciate you taking time from your show to let me uh, join in on this because I can't be there in person. Well, Joe, uh, thanks for tonight. yeah, thanks for taking time out of your show to, uh, to go. Where are you playing tonight? Where, where, which, what's your show? I'm playing at a place called the Roadhouse 95 in Bullhead City, Arizona. Right on. Oh. Tomorrow night and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday, I'm playing at the Laughlin River Lodge Casino. And uh, the band tonight is called the Geezers. It's a bunch of us older gentlemen that play <laughs> kind of oldies rock. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. The oh, kid man. in the band. The kid in the band's fifty-six. Uh huh. Uh, okay. Couple <laughs> guys in their seventies, and I'm in the middle at sixty-eight. <laughs> oh wow. Well, you kids have fun yeah. and stay out of trouble there. And uh, oh, we're having a blast. When you when you get, I, I have no problem staying out of trouble now that I don't drink and. Well, there's that. Uh, in your next set, next time you uh, you get into a little blues thing, be thinking of Butch while you're playing, right? I most certainly will. I'll play some blues for him tomorrow night. There you go. So, uh, will this still be available after the fact? Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, it sure will. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, God bless you all for pulling this together, man. Well, thank you so much, Joe, and uh, go have fun, all right? I'm going to I'm going to sneak a blues one in for him. There you go. Very good. Thank you, right. sir. Thanks. Take Joe. care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, then. Bye. There you go, Joe. Uh, Joe Gwayman. Uh, we're going to pause here. I'm running a little bit late. Uh, when we come back, Miss Zeno is here. Uh, we've got some uh, some folks from the uh, Mudbone family that are in the room as well, and yes. uh, we're going to yeah, we're going to have them come up next. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll get on to that. Let me get this break in here, and I was going to grab a, a a tune here from the new record uh, that uh, the Stroke of the Bone record called "Blinded by Love." Radio Memphis. Well, I knew it wasn't right But I went along for the ride anyway Now I know Credit to my dying day. You took all my money, you took my cash. Then you kicked me to curb like a piece of trash, cause I was blinded. And I don't know if I would ever, ever get it back I had the key but I couldn't see the door Found myself 
Memphis.
ago. From the Stroke of the Bones record here at Radio Memphis, uh, it is Butch Mudbone. She knows how to do it. Ahead of that, it was another cut from that record called Blinded by Love, done in these very studios. And uh, it took us about a year to put that whole record together. And, uh, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it came out good. I know he was very proud of that. And uh, it, was, it was a thrill to, uh, to, uh, to work with him down here. At this very moment here in the studio, uh, gathered around all the mics here, are his family. Who, who all is sitting here? Who is, uh, if you would, please. Oh, hi, I'm Zianya Cruz. I'm his daughter, but I use my mom's last name. You were supposed to be on this record. Oh, what do you mean? Oh. Yeah, he wanted to do something with the drum and you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, you should have told me that first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is there a way you guys can like, mix her in with something? Yeah, he was going to mix her in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. And I think there was just some sort of a scheduling issue or something that we couldn't make I it never happen. said anything. No. He never said anything, did he? No, but I never was. I was always busy. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, it would have been cool, yeah. Well, nobody knew this was going to be his last record. We, we're, we're supposed to be working right now on his on the follow-up to it. Oh, wow. Okay. We had already, in fact, right before he left for the holidays, we had begun the pre-production planning for the next record, and we were going to be doing it this week. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um... That's what that's for, too, by the way. <laughs> my name is Tonka. Uh, my wife, Sharon, next to me. Uh, I've known Butch since 1981. Yeah. Um, when I was back when I was in high school, you know, we he used to play up at Venice Beach a lot you know, at the uh, the townhouse right there near Venice Pier. Yeah. Um, Starboard Attitude. Um, he lived in a bus. He had a big bus, and I had a pickup truck. So when he'd want to go to different gigs, I'd pick him up and I'd pick out his you know all his equipment in the back of the truck. It was pretty cool, you know. Cause we used to go to Troubadour, you know, Whiskey Go Go, Lingerie Club, and. Uh, his main place was over there at the Starboard Attitude Down Beach Pier. Yeah. And um, 1988, when he was playing up there, uh, my wife and, you know, we, me and my wife known each other since we were little. Anyways, we, long story short is that uh, it was her birthday, so she wanted to go listen to Butch, and we hooked up again. So it was Butch that brought us together. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 How sweet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he had uh, got a lot of good memories of him when he was... Uh, when he was younger, he was 30 when I met him, I believe. And uh, we used to play ball up in Venice, Muscle Beach, Penmar Park, all yeah. the places out there like that. Yeah. You know, he, was a, he was a good baller. He used to play ball a lot. Mm. But he was a good good man. He was a good father. He was a good friend. I'm going to miss him a lot. You know. He told me a story a couple of times about uh, out in California Yeah. about being out there with... Uh, he had somehow shown up right there before all of the... Uh, uh, Charles Manson stuff happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he like missed it like by like hours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He yeah. And he was like it. sitting there having coffee, reading the paper at a at a Waffle House somewhere, and he goes, "Oh my God, we were just there." Mm -hmm. Yeah. He yeah. was just not too hour or so away. He, you know, he was he was just there with them. You know. Yeah. I, I forgot all about that. He was telling me about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that bus. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but uh. Oh yeah, his wolf Quickaby. He, he had a full-blooded wolf there. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, he had yeah. a full-blooded wolf. I didn't know he had a wolf with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so much. <laughs> that's just you'd expect that, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was a yeah, he's a good man. You know, and like I said, he's gonna be missed by us, his family, and yeah. all the all you people out here. Memphis yeah. Radio. Appreciate you guys putting this together for him. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. He's he's kind of like family to us too, yeah. as well. Oh, there's the wolf. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. He he would tell me uh, 
a lot of the stories about his, you know, his his culture, where he, he the, the all the travels, the, oh, the yeah. all the yeah. stuff, the, the reservations, and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and and the way he related that was such a beautiful thing, and yeah. I was I was yeah. always so glad to hear it. Yeah, he was rich yeah. in his uh, heritage, his culture. He used to Sundance. Yeah, yeah, he was really. And all the jewelry he he made oh, me oh, a yeah. bracelet, uh, and I didn't bring it tonight. I'm, I'm upset. I'm kicking myself for it, but I'll have it with me tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he yeah he yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, she's well. Zani's wearing some of the uh, earrings that he made for her. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty talented, you know, with his hands. Very talented man. Music, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of it left because my parents told me when somebody like likes something that you're wearing that you're just supposed to give it to them. So I mostly I like your earrings, away. but I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, you keep you're those. Out of luck, <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I like to hear. No, that's no. I, I was admiring them, but I, you know that's but but it's but it's indicative of how good he was, how artistic and good with his hands were, and yeah. and the. The ties that he held on so tightly with his with his culture showed in everything, yeah, and everything. And yeah. uh, I remember him going up. Uh, and I think you and him went up uh, up north over the pipeline uh, problem. Mm. Oh, standing rock, standing yeah. rock, yeah, yeah, standing rock, yeah. And well, it wasn't yeah. a problem. It was like a whole invasion of indigenous territory again. Well, yeah, exactly. It wasn't. It was. It was their problem, not your problem. Well, I mean, it's it's like it's not an ending problem. It's been since. The invasion. Yes. So like, it's not like a isolated incident. I got you. If I you got look you. at pipeline maps, like, they're all over. Oh so yeah. It was funny to hear about how my dad was an organizer because that's what I do, in like my neighborhood. But I would just tell my parents, "Oh, this is what I do. This is my job." Because I actually work for Center for Transforming Communities. Yes. As an organizer for the neighborhood. But whenever my parents talk about what I do for a living, they're like, oh, I don't know, she plans parties or something <laughs> in the neighborhood. But your dad knew what you were doing. Well, now that I'm listening, we didn't talk very much when I got older because, you know, daughters and fathers, I guess, sometimes sure. separate ways for a while. Sure. But we were going to um, start to have breakfast again. Mm-hmm. But now we'll just do it while he's not here. Yeah. Put well. out a little plate for him. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Still here. Yeah, yeah, he is. This week. If if it if it helps, we still feel the same way. It, it feels like he. I, I I still can't wrap my head around the fact that that's happened. Yeah. 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 It just it, it's the last thing you would ever expect. Butch, this this no, this is. Yeah. 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 I thought he would outlive me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know the things that he had done in his life and all this. Uh, yeah. Who who do we have here? Who's who are you? That's my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> cousins were here for. Uh, for the, the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, <laughs> yes. Celebration of life and and, mm-hmm. and support and love. I'm here with my wife Julianne. We got in uh, from Los Angeles yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you going to be uh, attending all the things uh, tomorrow? Oh yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to all the uh, everything that's going on tomorrow. Uh, Sunday, Monday, and, <laughs> and uh, whatever what goes on afterwards too will be in tune, and um, it'll be a it'll be a while, you know. It's just going to be great memories for a while, and um, never forgotten, really. Um, but all the family that couldn't make it, we're representing, and mm-hmm. and uh, we love all these people here in the. In Memphis, that are uh, recognizing all this and uh, really appreciative. Um, 
and God bless uh, all of all of you supporting supporting them. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, so that's my cousin Caesar, and he didn't actually believe that my dad was real. <laughs> hence, hence the myth part is what he was saying is the, the mythical Butch Mudbone. Oh, this guy's not for real. Come on. He's just a famous guy. See this and meet this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a big name around here, man. So I think that every time my mom went to California, she would happen to go around my cousin's house whenever they weren't like in the same place, and he would just tell my mom, "What did you used to tell her? Like you're not really married." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was traveling a lot then, and I go, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Legend. <yeah. laughs> He'd say, Julian, don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so even all the pictures that, that were taken of him, he still didn't believe in it with the guitar around his neck and of the harmonica and the, it, it, it wasn't him? <laughs> he grew on me real fast. <laughs> <laughs> he had that tendency, man. He'd grow on you really quick, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm sure that tomorrow will be a... Will be a good time as as much as can be expected. The uh, the Beale Street procession is uh, is wow. at noon tomorrow. That'll be that'll be lovely. It's just a little short parade there, and then over at the Memphis Music Room uh, tomorrow at two. Um, now I understand there's going to be a drum ceremony of some sort that's going to be happening there. It's not like a ceremony, but yeah, there's just like you know how there's a five piece band for like the blues or other whatever other kind sure, of music. Sure, sure. Yeah. people come yeah. so that will be there um, but like some of our friends they just do like hand drum songs so one of my friends um, Bud is gonna help me sing a song and then there's gonna be um, Stefan who's been like their family and our family like we used to all live together yeah at some point like my his little sister Sherry um, me and her cleaned out our bus one time like all day and then we sat on the bed cause my dad was like oh we're gonna I'm gonna give you something because you worked so hard all day and he told us to close our eyes and put our hands out and he gave us one dollar each and we were so excited when we opened our eyes we we're like whoa we got a whole dollar <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like to be a, a beale street musician yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so um basically that's like the as far back as we go since we we're little so stefan is also going to sing a couple of songs it's not like oh, a ceremony it's just like to it's a just song a, for just, just, just like a few songs else. Yeah. yeah that'll be nice but yeah, it's not like a drum circle or a drum ceremony. It's just know, yeah. more music. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. No, no, that's that's wonderful. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a beautiful thing. It goes till yeah. five o'clock uh, tomorrow, and uh, I'll be out there as well. So I'm looking It'll forward. It'll probably to... go a little late. <laughs> just, good. Yeah. Well, you know, there'll be, there's a lot of people that uh, that uh, shared those positive feelings about you know, about Butch, and mm -hmm. you know, he uh, he was a, he was a big noise in this town. And well, I think probably bigger now that he's gone, which kind of sucks. He always told us that. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't have, you know, everybody shows up after somebody passes, and it's like it's it's yeah. happy for support, and it's also just like, yep, he told us this was gonna happen. Like, I won't be a big deal when I'm here, but like maybe that I'll leave you something after. Wow. But like we def, I thought he would outlive me for sure. Wow. Cause I'm always getting sick, and he was just always fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's been a big deal everywhere he went. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. West LA, Venice, you know, 
Yeah, I'd get tired of him being a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to be such a big deal, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> well. A bigger deal. All you musicians, make sure you make time for your family. When they're kids and stuff, you know. Sure, sure. Because kids grow up really fast. Yes, they do. Exactly. The, that they do. And I and uh, I, 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 he, I know he thought an awful lot of his family because we spoke of that here uh, when we were making this record. You know, he's... Yeah, you know, his 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 heritage, his family, all of those important things he held very close to him, and yeah, he and that was, me a lot. <clears throat> you know, um, just a fascinating and interesting fellow because of that, and I and I've always felt personally, interesting. yeah, interesting for sure, and I always felt you know close enough. And I, I mentioned it earlier. I don't know if you'd heard it, but every time I spent time with him, I felt like I came away with something, mm -hmm. you know. I always felt like I, I not only did I learned something, but it was just a that I had been given this gift of of spending time and and being in that happy place that he liked to be. He was the most positive guy I ever met. Yes. <laughs> Every time his car would break down, he'd be like, "Eh." Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? He was going to do a show here, and his his car broke down, and Mark had to go pick him up. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> my older brother always like, just go buy a new car, and he just never. I didn't tell the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, Terry, come on. I wanted the Oklahoma gigs, right? And we were. <laughs> he was like, man, I'll, I, I'm gonna drive, <laughs> but when I hit bumps, my headlights go out. <laughs> <laughs> $1,500 he ever spent. <laughs> he got his money's worth, I'll tell you that. You know. He was sitting on the on the, the couch in the uh, in the other control room uh, one night we were working, and he pulls his phone out to show me something, and his screen was all messed up. And I said, I said what, what, what's with your phone? And he goes, I drove over it. <laughs> he goes, but it works. <laughs> you know, it was funny last night. I was talking to uh, her mom, Caroline, and we're talking about Butch, and she said, "Oh, we're talking about his bus. You know, the big bus, the big school bus. Yes, it was, big, yeah. it, was just, it was it was yellow. It was yellow school bus. Yeah, that. And uh, so they were driving. She said, first I said, the only time she drove it, she said that she was driving along and it blew, it blew a flat. She said, hey, hey, get on to the bus, you know. Said, it's the only time I get to drive the bus and it blows a tire. You know? <laughs> what did you do, Caroline? Yeah. So he said, "Hold on tight." Yeah, hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of your mom, how how is your mom? How is how is she holding up? Well, 
I mean, to be expected, obviously, but, you know. I don't even know how to answer that question. Okay. Well, then don't. That's 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 perfectly fine. Yeah. When you see her, tell her we're we're thinking of her. Please, you know, yeah. all of us, and well, you know, we are we are as, as heartbroken as well. And uh, and and uh, please extend to her all of our love, yeah, if you would please. And she's listening right now. So hi, mom. Yeah. Well, hello, Caroline. <laughs> hey, Caroline. Hey, Caroline. Hey, girl. Hope you're feeling better. <laughs> Um, yeah, that it was. That's this whole thing. I, I couldn't even put it into words when I first heard this. I, it just, my, my brain had just stopped. Yeah. It's like this. This is. Yeah. This is bullshit. This isn't true. Is this is somebody telling a joke here? A yeah. bad joke? What is this? Oh my gosh! You know what though? I have advice for people. Yeah. If you're ever calling somebody after somebody passes and you're calling the family, maybe call somebody else first and ask them all those ter- those questions. Like, is it true? What happened? Like, workshop that yeah, conversation right. because that like. <laughs> Lots of people have passed this year, but like when, you know, when a friend gets to feel that conversation instead of a family member, that's a lot easier on the family. Yeah. Mm. So like it, because more people will continue to pass and then they can hang out with my dad. But like, it's really hard for family to also understand that it's true. So sometimes that's not really helpful when you call and you ask like, is it true? Is it true? And then we're going to have to hear those cries, you know, like from our mom or like our own. Yeah, and it's like very helpful if you just think about what you're gonna say first, because that's also that's really hard. Yeah, it really is. So maybe don't do that no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You were so much like your dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, really, you really are. Um, well, listen, uh, uh, thank you so much for for taking time to come stop in and, and say hello and be a part of this. Thank and you for thank you. It. Absolutely, uh, and this is all you know. Mark's doing. He's the yeah, one that kind of put this all together. Mark and is so awesome. He is. Yes, he is. He's a good man. We certainly couldn't do this without him. That's for sure. And I, I know that tomorrow is not going to be the uh, easiest of days, but it should be a good day. Uh, it'll. Well, it's not going to suck. It, it will suck. I mean, I'll give you that. But it, it, there, there should be something in this that you'll. You, hopefully, you can take away that that'll be good. Celebration. You know, yeah. and that's exactly what this is an entire celebration. Yeah. Uh, and, you mind if I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I had to ask permission, even though I work here. But yeah. <laughs> I was about to, you know, push off. But go ahead. You're, yeah, you're good. You're good. I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, Tundra and I, we host the Radio Memphis Live Music Hour on Thursday nights, and we had the pleasure of interviewing Butch. Uh, what was that? It's been a few times, but the, I mean, the, the most recent time. What month was that? Because they all run think. together for me. Anyway. It was sometime late last year. And Butch, of course, was sitting in that chair, and we, like Rick said, we always have a chance to take something away from him. And as a not young, but younger musician, one thing Butch always <laughs> showed me is it don't stop until you do. And he always inspired me. I even had the opportunity to see him perform, and he got a chance to see me perform at one of the um, one of the competitions leading up to the IBC. Mm-hmm. And watching him perform and him watching me perform, we just got a chance to kind of just share that energy and be in that same space. I got a chance to experience Butch the same way you have and other people have, and I just want to say, Tundra and I are both thankful that we had a chance to come in contact with Butch because. Yeah. Even the short time that I knew him, it didn't matter how long you've known him. If you knew Butch, you knew him. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you, guys. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna place a couple of tunes. We're going to get Ms. Zeno in here in just a bit. If she, had, she hadn't run off yet. And uh, I think we may have a... Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's here, of course. Um, I know we're going to get uh, Donna on as well. And, uh, and Mark. So, 
much like the the show tomorrow, this is going to go a little late too. But uh, you're welcome to hang around and and, uh, and stick around if you if you'd like. We'll probably go eat, but we'll listen to it later. But again, thank you to everyone for calling in because I thank don't you remember a lot of. What well, thank we did. oh, thank you for coming. I know this is a tough time and uh, I wish we could have met under different circumstances but uh, I was going to be too busy if it was a different circumstance like everybody yeah because you're a busy girl I hear that <laughs> I, I think your dad told me that really? <laughs> <laughs> I always made excuses <laughs> I understand yeah. well um, I will see you guys tomorrow and uh, and thank you again and safe travels back back home uh, you know, you. wherever it is, you. you bet, and I'll and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, we'll reset here. We'll get, we've got some folks we're going to get on as we as we do so. We're going to play one of our favorites, some Butch. It's Stank Hull right here on Radio Memphis.
How's it going? Uh, we're back. Uh, 
here celebrating the life of our uh, of our good friend, Mr. Butch Mudbone. Yes. Uh, Donna's here again. I am. It's <laughs> twice today. We're still. <laughs> did you even leave? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and Miss Zena was here. We're going to have a chat with her here as well, Mark Caldwell. Right. And uh, uh, we've our thanks to uh, uh, Scott uh, Prosterman who called in, also uh, Nighthawk Tombs and uh, Joe Grimond uh, also. Right. It was, it was, and and the family that was boy that was something it's, that was so cool and so sweet it's that awesome. was that was yeah. yeah there was some pretty heavy things in there and that's yeah. uh, that was something else yeah. uh, lovely folks um, I know it's tough man it's just yeah, I, I still I still can't wrap my head around Kleenex it. that's what that roll of toilet paper's for right. well that's what it was wasn't it Kleenex it was <laughs> cheapskate <laughs> no. and I stole that did <laughs> you really <laughs> not from somebody that's on the commode <laughs> hey, excuse me madam could you hand me that <laughs> right, right. Oh. <laughs> so we're oh somebody left money no. Oh, a <laughs> hundred dollar bill. That's not we, really. Did, did we do that thing with the money? Yeah, there we go. That, we've done it. Okay, good. Okay, no, that's, that's that's cool. So you got a thing coming up here tonight, or something. You got a split. So, but I, I we wanted to talk to you for a minute because yeah. I know you and Butch were very very tight. You yes. both, you and Doc. Yes. Um, we loved him so much. You knew him it's for you really knew him for how many for how many years did you know him? We were trying to figure out in the car on the way here probably. 12, 14, I don't know, long time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he used to play with you down there when you had the the, the jam there at the Phoenix. And I booked him as much as I could and hung out with him. He was awesome. Yeah. Sweet old man. And and we talked on the phone and kept in touch. um, Well, both of y'all are in the middle of the night. You you stay up all night. I know. But I considered him one of my dearest friends. Yeah. Um, such a beautiful soul uh, that that he was. I'm I'm, I'm he, still like I said. I'm still trying. To, I still talk about him in the present tense. I do too. I do too. Mm-hmm. I say I love him so much, and I, I can't do past tense with no. him. No, because I think he's still here. I think he's here right now. He may be yeah. laughing his ass off. <laughs> he is. Hopefully, you know, because that's what I. And he is loving the fact that so many people are here. I thought it was funny when somebody said, "He'll say maybe." Maybe then they'll get it, or maybe they'll appreciate it. That's what Don said. Yeah. 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 That's what he and said. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when he won that, when you had the show just recently about him getting that, um, his CD, Best self uh, Self-Produced CD, yes. Yeah. Mm. And Doc and I came, and we expected the place to be f- just filled with people, but... Because everybody loved him, but everybody's doing their thing and stuff, and now that he's gone, you can see the impact that he had on them. Well, you heard what his daughter said. I know. You know, that was heartbreaking. It is. It is the whole thing. Is. No, it is. And it's, you, you know, know, and I didn't want tonight to get into all that because, no, you know, he, of course not. Mm-hmm. He, he's left behind uh, this, this, uh, this incredible catalog of music. And I'm, I'm honored to have been the one that got to push the buttons for him on that last yes. record. You know? And he was so happy. He would want people to be, um, you know, joyful. He oh, yeah. He's gone. Oh yeah, and and he would also want people to work really hard to help his family as much as they could. Well, so last time I talked to him, he was like, he goes, "Listen, I'm going to go out of town, and when we come back, we're going to get to work on this next record." And I'm like, "Yeah, we we've got some we've got some time. Let's let's you know, I got the studio empty. We're done with some other stuff. It's all yours. We were supposed to be doing that this week. I'm so glad, and uh, I'm glad that we got that record. That I'm we did. so glad that you did. You, yeah, I talked to him on the phone uh, maybe a week and a half before he he died, and he said, you know, I was. It made me feel so good about myself. You know, that was so cool that that happened. And 
And uh, the, the recording, I think he needed that because well, we, we have so many highs and lows. We approached this record vastly different than, than, than he had done others in the past, and we wanted it to be raw. That was something that we both agreed on. Yeah. And there's a lot of the, the front porch style mm. stuff in there. Mm. And I'm glad you encouraged that. And he would listen back and he goes, man, it's missing like a rhythm section. I said, no, it's not. No, it's no, not. no I, I want to hear you and your guitar. That's right. And that mm-hmm. stupid kick pedal we had against a snare case. <laughs> and we'd stacked up cans of, of vegetables from the food pantry to keep the case from <laughs> oh running God. across the floor. <laughs> I've got a picture on my phone of it. And he's he's sitting and he goes, oh, man, I need the, I need the worst mic you got in the worst amp you have. And so we can do that. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. And and we and we made this kind of this rustic sound out of it out of this character. Stuff. It gave it. Oh yeah. Butch. Well it was Butch, you know? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, the funniest I gotta tell you this before I tell you a story about Butch. The, the best thing about Butch I thought when I first saw him, I love to watch him play. Mm. Dave Lambert's got a thing too that's really cool when he plays, but he'd wear his watch would be loose and uh-huh. he would shake his wrist and that watch would catch the light and it would swing down below his wrist yeah yeah you know or it beat up against the side of his guitar yeah and there was one night at the phoenix where we had we had the blues night and it was the myths the one that we did um at the phoenix and there were like six little girls that were like maybe 15 16 years old and they were sitting in there and and he i said they're here to see you he said there because they were different you know they were younger and they didn't look like our normal group and he said well i'm gonna play a song for them so he gets up and he says this is for y'all and he plays his guitar behind his head yeah they're like squealing and clapping (laughs) and so then he plays it with his teeth and then they're they're just really clapping and then he plays it with his tongue and they just stopped. <laughs> got so red. And he goes, that was for you. <laughs> That's for you. He says, you can play guitar more than one way. <laughs> I thought it was just uh, was, it, was it two years ago he won the solo duo for uh, from Memphis for the IBC? Or second second place. When when did that happen? That was last year. It was last year. And I remember you told me that he he seemed a, a bit nervous about his performance, and you said, "Butch, just be yourself." Uh-huh. Yeah. And he got up there and he told a joke, which he was always quick with one of those. <laughs> a lot of them are pretty tacky, but they you know that, 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 <laughs> he was good at that. He disarmed the room; it calmed yeah. him down, and he went he right into it. You know, yeah. it didn't end there, Rick. Uh, what happened right after that performance? We got up there. We were waiting. I was his competition that year. Yeah. Oh, no. And we got up there standing next to each other, and he started praying in a language I'd never heard before. Yeah. And I looked at him, and he said, it's good for both of us. And I said, amen, brother. That's right. And when he won, I said, anything you need, anything you need through this this IBC thing, you call me and let me know. Yeah. But I was honored to let that man, he, I was honored to see him go Mm -hmm. and rise to that occasion. He put on a show that Oh well, he's a showman. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't I underestimated this. Not only his talent, but the way his attire, the way he dressed. Oh God, yes. Oh man, that was so funny. You know, Are y'all oh, pimps yeah. or something? I saw him see colors I didn't even know were in the <laughs> rainbow. Yes. That was amazing. Oh, you got to yes. get the big crayon box to find. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. Yeah. And when he, there was one song he used to sing a lot at the Phoenix, where it had the female part and the male part, where she's. Call an answer type thing, yeah. And he'd do that voice, or people would just crack up. But he did it really well with his falsetto. It was awesome. 
Oh man, he was such a cut up. But you know, yes. such, but he, you know, and he, he didn't take himself too seriously. No, he didn't. Yes. He didn't. And when he got on stage, there was there was all business with him. I mean, but he was there to make you smile, and and that's and that's that's what that's I loved awesome. about him. You know. Well, my favorite story, the one I came here to tell, is the one I've told before, and it kind of ties into Tundra a little bit. I uh, I had a a deal at the Phoenix and. Uh, one of the kids that had been in the W.C. Handy movie, one of the Stax kids, brought his dad and his grandfather up to see him perform on stage. Well, apparently this kid didn't know how to get out of, I think it was A, on his guitar. Everything was, hey, everything was an A? He was like a brand new student at Stax, and he was playing something, somebody else's guitar, and he was really confused. And his dad was there, and his dad was kind of a high-pressured all dressed up like a stockbroker, mm. taking a video of him. Yeah, his a helicopter dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His grandfather was there too, and and so the kid was messing up, and all these blues guys were saying, "Get him off the stage! Come on, let's get back to the jam," and not being very nice. Yeah. And Butch says, "We're going to stay here until we get done with this," and he put his arm around the kid and patted him, and he said. I'll play this first and he just and he's up there for 20 minutes probably doing this one song but Butch never loses his patience mm -hmm. he never and whenever somebody made a noise out there he would look at him uh -huh. and it would stop and then he would yeah. start playing yeah, again. Yeah. so I told Tundria that's when I was sending talent you know to yeah. you for your show when you were in back when you had the studio in at your, the house, at the house, at your yeah. house. Yeah. and I said I gotta tell you we were on a parking lot so I gotta tell you about this man <gasps> how big his heart is that's and right said, what because I was said, trying to remember this yeah, part yeah mm. and I said I gotta tell you how big this man's heart is and I, I think I was really emotional I said this guy is amazing but he said he told me the story of why he did it he said when he was growing up people passed it on to him they mentored him they taught him things and uh -huh. he said i will do this till the day i die that's yes. my job is yeah. to help new musicians yeah and i told you and you said who is he i want to meet him I yes. want to have my show. And so that's how you met Bush. that's yeah. how i'm I've been trying i've been my brain trying to remember you yes you, you were and i was trying to started. remember how did i meet him and that, that was it Man. And then you had him on, and he was so excited about being on. Oh, yes, he wore his yellow. He wore that yellow suit. <laughs> <laughs> he wore the yellow suit and yellow shoes. Yes, he did. But he wore yeah. it well. Oh, oh, he did. And I, when I had him on, and this is a story I've told on, on our show before, is that I'm from Mississippi. I'm from Greenville, Mississippi. So that's the heart of the Delta. And so I grew up around the blues, but I just never. If you live there, if you're young, one of the one of us, we the kids back then, we never really appreciated the blues like like our parents did, right. and so I got away from it. And Butch came in, and I told him where I was from. He said, "Yeah, the blues festival now, now performing on main stage out there." And I'm like, yeah, "I believe it." And <laughs> and, he, and and he's and he's he, I know there was a song he had that was specifically about Greenville. And he was performing all these songs and just singing. And I told him, I said, "You just woke up the whatever the look, the look, the, the look, the look, the look blues girl in my little heart. <laughs> you just woke it up." And he literally did. I, my love for the blues came back to me yeah. that very night. And he woke it up, and it was yeah. just amazing. 
It was amazing. That's I'll beautiful. never forget it. I'll never forget Butch. Plus, that, and that's what I was, was saying earlier that anytime anybody spent any time with him, yeah. you got something out of that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even want you don't even expecting it. It's just you you get in your car and you're driving home and you go, that was the coolest thing. I know. Yes. And you know, a lot of times it's about how well someone sings or how well they play the guitar or how cool they are on stage and and those kind of things. But he had the biggest heart. Yes. Oh, yeah. And no matter how I would talk to him on the phone, he would be so down sometimes about not having, not having gigs, gigs and and he just he didn't understand why they paid him so little on Bill Street and stuff like that. He was down, mm-hmm. and then you would say something and he'd start laughing and he'd say, "That's okay though." He would turn it around. Oh, he'd always turn it around. As soon <laughs> as he would complain about his his vehicle or or gigs or something, he would turn it around. He said, "Well, that's okay, you know." Yeah. And that thing that you did helping him with that, you told me on the phone once. He said. That made all the difference in the world to me. So God bless you for that. Well, yeah. thank you. No, I seriously, I, I, you know, I went into this thinking that I was, I was going to have the privilege of recording Absolutely. him. Absolutely. You know, I didn't want anything for it. You know, and he managed to spell my name right on the on the liner note, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing him about that, you know. Oh. He's the only one that spells it right. You know, the uh, if you're familiar with the record, if you, you find it online, uh, "Stroking the Bones." Um, if you, it's a picture of a part of a keyboard in his hand making that chord. And it looks like. And he's giving the finger to it, and he puts down in parentheses what it is as C major seventh something. I don't know. We heard it's it was. A weird it's a weird chord. And he goes, he showed, he had it on the phone. He goes, I'm thinking about this. What do you think of that? And I started laughing. And he goes, you get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. He was making a statement and he did. And that's the one thing that Butch Mudbone did everywhere he went he was did. he made a statement. He did. You know, did. and as we've learned about how he stood behind every one of those musicians that worked that street down there. Mm-hmm. You know, demanding the correct pay for artists that have worked, you know, like Miss Zeno, who is here, you know, working that street for all those years she has. First serious conversation I ever had with him. He told me about being blackballed because of all that. And he said, they didn't get it. I wasn't trying to hurt them. I wasn't trying to hurt musicians. I was trying to help them. Yeah. He yeah. said, they just didn't get it. And he yeah. said, that was that was how I thought I could help them and help me too. You know, yeah. they, it wasn't right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he said, and they made up rumors about me that weren't even true. And he said, yeah. you know, it was just, I was just trying to help. That was all I was trying to do. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of what he lived to do. Sure. He lived to help other musicians and to mentor them and and to make some money himself. Well, and, sure, he wanted to live. Decent, you know, he wanted to eat. Living. Yeah. He loved his family. And yeah, he, he did. loved yeah. his heritage. Oh, He's yeah. a good man. Yeah, yeah. He is a good man. Yes, yes. There's no was to it. He right. is a good man mm-hmm. and will always be a good man. you want to tell your joke? <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell your joke? Uh, well, the only reason he was going to tell it is even though... <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let you tell it. Butch was a jokester. <clears throat> yes, he was. <laughs> there was nothing politically correct... That's correct. ...about him. <laughs> and so... He's tacky. We, we were here. Donna had done an interview with him, and he came out, and he looks up at me and goes, Doc, why is it that natives can't, can't do... Uh, phonics. Hooked on phonics. And and I'm thinking, what what is it? I said, okay, Butch, I don't know what is it. He said because they can't get past. Hey. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> and, and 
he burst. He burst and out he into this and laugh. And Doc looked shocked, and he laughed at Doc and because was, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, that and so, oh I was my goodness, trying to think. Oh, you know, should I laugh at this? Should, should I laugh? And he, okay. he burst out yeah, in this big, huge, awesome. toothy grin. Oh, that with yes. that gold tooth and that big yeah. smile, and, yeah. and those gold oh. teeth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So sweet. He pulled. He pulled one over on you there. He, he did. did. He did. He did. Oh, that's funny. Well, guys, thank you uh, for popping thank in and being you. a part of all of this. Are you off to a show, or what are you doing? You got a gig? Well, I've got a gig at Westies, but the main thing is my dog has been in his cage all day, and he's been without. He's you know, doing the pee pee dance. He's doing the pee pee dance, likely. and we love him. Yeah. We don't even like doing putting him in anything, and he's. Well, go let him out, and then go to the show. I've been here twice. Yeah, I know. I know. This is yeah. I hear you. Um, enjoy the show tonight at uh, Westies. I'm going to play a quick tune here when we come back. Miss Zeno joins the program. Don't run away, kids. Here's one from the new record. It's called Fallen Heroes right here at Radio Memphis.
Music Hour with Tundrea and Gerald, Thursday nights at 7 Central on Radio Memphis. I just got the lights sort of adjusted here because Messina said that you can't see me. I see you in the picture. Come on now. Well, I was just saying. You know, you need to make a little adjustments with, you know. But it's the truth. Well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need to completely relight this thing. And I think the camera says, okay, see it right there. There you go. What? Wait. I can see all. Guess what? That's. All you see is teeth. All you see is teeth. Jeez. That's the way you see. Somebody told me where you at. I don't see you. I'm the only, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the only white guy in the room, and I'm over here trying to help you out here. You look like you're perfectly tanned. You're like a ghost. <laughs> Pink. I guess I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to relight those. We're gonna. We're gonna replace that. We're gonna be replacing that camera here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Well, we need something a little more sensitive because that's an that's an old camera. But Zeno, how are you, my love? I'm among the living. Well, thank God for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so many people. It's just like you just heard so much of. You know, every time you look around, somebody's gone. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. But um, losing Butch was uh, really, you know, to me, a part of the real Bill Street. Mm. You know, I was there. You know, I've been on Bill Street since I was in my 20s. Mm. And I'm 60 years old now. Wow. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Black don't crack. Oh, I said, I'm sorry. I said it out loud. Dude. Well, well, I thought I was thinking it. <laughs> Where's that good mixture of everything? Yeah, yeah. You know. And so, uh, anyway, I'm gonna keep it clean. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. You know, I'm just. You just saying. be you. That's. I'm saying, but you know, Butch was an Indian. Uh huh. But he was black too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, we yeah. just, we just, you know, he he brought us into the. I remember one time when I got sick with, and I I, I had pneumonia. I had got real sick, and I was at Butch Butch House, mm-hmm. and he gave me. He'd say, roll something up in his hand and say, here, take this, you know. He's a medicine man. Mm. Yeah, he was some peyote. Oh, really? Oh. He gave me some peyote. Did you go see your spirit he, animal? He felt really man, good. I felt real good after whatever he gave me. I just felt just nice. <laughs> ah, I had pneumonia. <laughs> Cured it, did it. That butch man, that butch man, I just tell you, he was a dedicated musician. He yeah. was... Mm-hmm. You know, you call Butch. You know, like how a lot of musicians, include me, 
when you say you got a gig somewhere, you know, how much it pays. Mm-hmm. Butch wasn't that type of musician. No. If you called him all the way up in New York and you wanted Butch to play, you'll see him in that old van. Yeah. Loaded up with all his CDs. With that old hat like a black man cocked to the side. Uh-huh. And he leaning yeah. back. That's right. And he getting ready to roll. Him and Vic Charles. Yeah. Getting ready to go all the way to New York mm-hmm. on prayers. Because they, they just making money as they go along the way. That they did, Get yes. to the gig. Yes. That, and he don't know what the gig is going to pay money or not. All he know, he going to sell his CDs. Uh-huh. And he mastered selling them CDs. Oh, yeah. I got so pissed off with him one time. <laughs> we had to do something in on Bill Street. Oh, he butch pissed me off. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, I hope his daughter listening to this. Yeah. Because he had trained his kids how to be master salespeople. Oh, did he now? Oh, yes. <laughs> I know his daughter might, I don't know what job she got now, but I know she's good at sales. <laughs> man, let me tell you, and I'm a, I'm a, I thought I was a master of sales. But man, they came, you know, Butch playing and his kids came. And I'm singing my heart out, making my CD sales. Thought I had it going on. All of a sudden, when Butch started playing, them kids started working. And don't you know that whole big suitcase? You know, he had a whole big he had a, suitcase. Yes, it was like a yeah. steamer trunk. Not yeah. just one yes. CD. He had different CDs yes, that he done made through the years. And then he had that big old case, and he sold out. Them kids. Man, I was so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed off with him because I had called him in to go ahead and play for me yeah. and he took over the damn show. <laughs> I was pissed. This was supposed to be my show and he took over the damn show and made all the damn sales and made all the damn money and told me, when you need me again, Zeno, give me a call. <laughs> You and I, several years ago, had a conversation about the stuff that we were talking about earlier about with Butch standing up for the Beale Street musicians and yes. their money. Yes. And you and I got into a, a, a reanimated discussion about this. We weren't arguing or anything, but we were just talking about how, how upsetting it was for somebody like yourself who has played down there for years. For years. Out in the park, in yeah. those alleyways. I remember encountering you in the alleyways, playing yeah. down there, and then you were getting into the clubs. Yeah. And everywhere y'all turned around, y'all were getting screwed over by one of those damn clubs down there. And well, Butch was trying to stand up for everybody down well, there. Well, at one time, Bill Street did pay us decently. Yeah, we'd heard that it, before, it, yeah. It, it, it did pay us decently, but when somebody came in, I ain't calling no names. But I ain't going to tell no lies. (laughs) But when somebody came in, they saw a way that, hey, instead of us paying the musicians, we could go ahead because they they picked up on when Crosstowns, which was the International Blues Channel, it was called Crosstowns back then. Uh And when Crosstowns came, they noticed that the, the, the people paid the band. So... They came up with the with this thing where why pay the musicians? Let's let the tourists pay the musicians. And they put and it on the bill, right? Money. Well, we paying them and reinvested in other businesses. Uh huh. Oh. Now there yeah. is a certain club down there. Its name rhymes with Rum Boogie, and they put a, a music charge on the ticket now. 
They put a what? A music charge on your ticket. Really? When you when you go there and you go have a bite to eat and a beer or whatever and you're enjoying the show, you, you it's like I don't know, ten bucks I think or something. And there's a lawsuit that's been already been chimed in about this. Mm. The okay. customers were paying per check this ten dollar fee. Okay. That was to go, but the musicians weren't getting any of this, no. and that's what sparked all of this thing. No. Now. No, they don't call me back to come down and no. Uh, now y'all, mm-mm, no. And that's you gonna pay me? That's all the Lamb family that's running all that. I'll call well, them out. I'm not gonna know. call no names. I will. I'm, I'm on your side. Ball me because I ain't got no balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you do. I got them. They, they don't answer me. I ain't got no balls, so I ain't got nothing hanging. So I'm going to just go ahead and be the queen that I know I am. You are. I ain't going to call no names because I don't want to burn no bridges. I don't know what bridge I got to cross back over. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say like this here, it is what it is. Well, Bill Street ain't but the see, only game in town go, either. But let me say this. They can't go no further than what we allow them to do. Yes. You know, if we allow them to do what this does, mm-hmm. then that's why we complain. Right. Mm. Well, when I got tired of it, I got out the game. Yeah. You know, I ain't been, I ain't sung on Bill Street in eight years. Mm. Last I heard, you were working was down there near the uh, um, um, the uh, tourist center. You you would you would. I started going there. And you set up a table and you'd sing. And I sing a and little sell your discs. And, sell my and discs then Butch would sit up there next to you and go, "Let me show you how it's done." Oh no, he was not welcome. I love my Butch, but he had to be his own artist, and I had to be mine. I love my Butch, but you know he was really a real musician, and I really hope. That somehow, that collectively they put a note, Butch Mudbone, yeah. that would yeah. really, yeah, just, I mean, just because he was, he was, you know, hey, he the one took a stand for the musicians when nobody else did. Nobody saw he wanted us to be treated fairly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't fight against I'm going to say the mafia. Yeah. Let me just be real with well, it. I ain't going to call no names. But well, you just, are, were you, it, that's how I feel. That's the mafia. Were so. you at one point in the union, the musicians union? Huh? Were you in the musicians? Uh-huh. Because I know that's a thing, but uh-huh. but it's all symphony cats that are doing that. Uh-huh. There's none of these blues artists down there. None of these rock and rollers. None, none of these guys are, are in that union. And I'm wondering who's stopping that. But see, what I did, like Butch, after I saw Butch Master hustling... <laughs> Doggone happened. Then I went head on and because start to decide to become the Black May West. <laughs> I love it. That makes so much sense. Okay. It does make yes. sense, doesn't and, it? Yeah, I, I put on my low cut, mm. put on my good bra, mm. put on my good girdle, dog tighten it all up and go and doggone <laughs> sing the blues, sit on the tip bucket, come tip. The bucket of tip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. LJ, she has she has this bit that she does on when she's working. And she's got a cordless mic and she sticks it in her cleavage and she's signing stuff while she's singing. I'm signing the CD. Oh, I, 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 I had my low cuts on with my tattoos and all that. And I stick my mic right there. And I'm still singing the blues and I'm signing my CDs and doing the people to come take a Band's playing, she's singing the mic stand right there. And then, you know, and then I'm signing Genius. the CDs. And then I go sit on the tip bucket. Mm. Uh huh. Either you can feed the kitty oh. or you can feed the titty. Oh. <laughs> 
now, if you feed the titty, I like it six inches long with a big head on it. I'm talking about a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you feed the titty, you got to put it. I can let you go ahead and put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, when they get ready to feed the kitty, I go ahead on it. I'm, you know, I'm a kind of thick woman, <laughs> but I sit there and kind of spread ego a little bit. But you know, you can't hit nothing but my thigh. Right, right. So you think you hitting something, but you hitting nothing but the thigh. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about, girl. Yeah. And they're going in the bucket. They, when a kid oh. come, I take it out to, to the kid hand, and then I feed my own kid. <laughs> <laughs> but these titties that made a whole bunch of hundreds through the years. You see, that's Ooh. one thing Butch never had. So you had that yeah, on him. He couldn't do that. He couldn't do any of that. Yeah, but he, he man, look at him. Butch I think Tundra's about else. to faint. Butch was one of a kind, and when Butch played, I'm going to just tell you, mm-hmm. Couldn't nobody play like Butch. Yeah. Butch had it his own style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If he go one way, he'll switch and go another way. You, he, he made his own style of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it he was did. a mixture of blues. It was a mixture of Indian. It was a mixture of whatever he felt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it was, it was, it was good and good. Perfect, and then it's according to how he been drinking. Hey, according to how he played. Yeah, he 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 came in here and we were working a song to to record, and he was playing it on the guitar. And he goes, "I wrote it while I wrote it on the keyboard, and I don't know how if I can translate it to guitar very well." But he did. I mean, but that's you're right. I mean, he he didn't know where you were. Man, all I have to say, you just had to follow him. Yeah, you did. As a musician, you just had to follow him. But Butch, you know, he had Butch. It don't go like that. <laughs> just saying, Zeno. Me and him would argue. Man. Yeah, but me, you know, but I. I so you I did, you did sing with Butch then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I remember yeah, you singing with uh, with 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 Zeke too. I mean, you know, yeah. You two were down well, here. Listen, let's not get it twisted. I didn't sing with Butch. They. They played for me now. Don't get okay. Oh, I got you. I got don't you. Get it my you my apologies, sweetheart. Yeah, I, come I, on now. Butch, I ain't sang with them. I they, should they have said. For me. I stand corrected. Butch played for you. <laughs> I tell you, I love this woman. Love yeah. Hey, I'm a oh, diva. Well, you should be teaching that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of artists out there that don't know that. Don't want know Th- what. They don't know how to do that. That's a part of that's the business of show business. And if anybody spent any time with you, I've been controlling men for I don't know how long. Well, you once cornered me in Elvis's bedroom once. I remember that. I remember. Don't uh, tell nobody. Well, sh- you know. <laughs> you don't supposed to kiss and tell. Uh, we, we didn't get to the kissing part, but she did say to me, she goes, <laughs> she looked at me, she batted her eyes, and she goes, I'm going to make a man out of you. And I went, oh, damn. <laughs> Look out. And the little white boy escaped. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. I was terrified. It was at the end of Prohibition Party, and that was that. That was the night that, that Miss Ruby was there. I think it was the last time she was able to do anything. Uh huh. She had just had that stroke, and she was in a walker. And uh, yeah, that wasn't the last one. No, no, no. This was years ago. This was oh, uh, this okay. was quite some time ago. Yeah. But you know, it was it, you know, Butch is definitely going to be missed. You know. Uh, well, sure. You know, uh, I, I I don't know if anybody can mimic his songs. You know, because uh, he had his own unique style. Yeah. He yeah. had his own approach to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, just Butch was just... When he'd show up at the jams and you didn't know he was up on stage, you could hear it. 
Yeah. And you go, that's Butch. Yeah, yeah. He had that guitar. Without singing. That was just the way he played that guitar. Played that guitar. Yeah. You knew that was him. He beat the hell out of that damn thing. Yes. That's but that's why he did. And his hands were so muscular and bony. And, you know, and he just, just worked that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made, 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 made you smile. Oh, worked work that thing. Did he just do what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, she and I were born in the same state, you know that, don't you? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Both Louisiana. Yeah, we're both from Louisiana, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Born and raised. But, you know, I've been here since I was in my 20s and stuff like that. I miss the music world. I've been... Uh, so you're taking time away from it now, or? Well, you know, I I took a you know when that pandemic happened, you, we had to find other things to do. Yeah. In Survivor, I started selling my fedora hats, and stuff like that. And then now I work for Empire to, today, doing flooring. You know, selling floors. If you need laminate or carpet or all that stuff, that's okay. I do that. But then I'm I'm returning back to the stage for this summer. Good. You know, I Good. Know, I want you back. I don't here. know if it'll be Bill Street, but I'm returning. Screw that. We'll get you into some other places. You know, oh. uh, we know some people. I want to put some musicians. I want to get some good musicians. You need a band, that, is what you need. I need a good. I need a band that want to rehearse. <laughs> I want a band. That's a novel That want to work on originals. Because <laughs> yeah. you'll never do nothing being a cover band. And right. see, that's why I messed up a many years, and I didn't know any better mm. because I was stuck. You get. stuck. Sometimes I think through the years you get stuck, and a Not lot of musicians you, got stuck on Bill Street. A lot of musicians got stuck on Bill Street, and didn't know to work on originals. Do do you? Yes, because you you write. I know you write. I yeah. write and stuff. Yeah, and I learned later on. You know, do originals. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, oh, you sound like Tina Turner. Oh, you, you, you sang that song better than Aretha Franklin. Oh, you do, but now you just a cover. Yes, ma'am. They can't afford to pay the real artists, so they're paying you yeah, yeah. these kibbles and bits. Yeah. And you thinking you got it going on when you ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's lot, an illusion. There are a lot of artists now, especially in Memphis, who are stuck, stuck in that cover thing. In that cover thing. Work on your originals. Find yourself. Find your own identity. Yeah. And, and that's mm-hmm. where I am right now. I want the musicians that want to rehearse, want to be creative. I don't want nobody. I want I want some good, probably retired. If they retired mm. and they they got their own money, that's mm. even better because then they looking for something that they can do. Right. And, and I want musicians that, that ain't never played the stage. That's always played at home. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that ain't never really hit the stage. Mm. And I always had that passion, but they had a career. Yeah. Where they wasn't able to do that, but now they don't retire, hmm. and now they want to find something to do. They'll be dedicated, and they'll be love to play. Wow! And they'll love to be creative. That's a beautiful be, concept. Really. I wow. like that. Yeah. Wow. I, I want that person that's been. They're in it and for And if the... you listening, you call me. You call him. He got my number, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a call. I ain't gonna I'll... put it out here, but you call him. Yeah, you don't want to do <laughs> he that. He got my personal number. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't be calling me and breathing on the phone. Like I do. That's, that's my job. <laughs> she I, likes it when I talk with my... You know that song I got on my CD? I got to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I got to oh, get paid. But yeah. Butch Mudbone, Butch Mudbone, Butch Mudbone, man, where are you? I know you around here somewhere. Yeah, he's around. Man, yeah. I bet you sit up there, man. Yeah. He's in the belt. He's in the room. Yeah, he's he's here. I just believe yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm talking smack the whole time you've been talking one, smack. One thing yeah. about it, we all got to leave here. We don't know when, we don't know where, yes, but you know, we all got to leave here one day. Yeah. yeah. And stuff, you know, yeah, one day I won't be here, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want it to be a sad. I wanted to be happy, and Butch, like Butch, wanted to be happy. He don't want nobody to be sad for him because this world don't owe him nothing. The mm. only thing this world owe him and Bill Street owe him, owe him is a note. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I, and that's, you're not the first one to brought that up tonight. There's There's been some talk about that. That he's played and was dedicated and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I understand that his nomination for for uh, for a note has been approved and accepted by the committee that handled yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> that that happened. Awesome. That happened this afternoon. They, really? They've a, they've know. agreed to accept the nomination. They didn't. They're not giving it to him yet. But you know, but it, they accept the nomination. They better accept the nomination. They better because we we'll pick it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's then after that, we'll, there have to be another fundraiser. To pay for the note, and you got to pay to tear up the sidewalk to put it in there, and, yeah. you know. And I hope they put it in a proper spot. I think spot. we could probably come up with the money for that. Yeah, it's like fifteen hundred bucks. I think yeah. is all it is. Wait, you know. total. I know the Indians got money. I know the Indians got money. I know the Indians. You know. You're going to talk yourself into a casino gig before too long. Yeah. I know the Indians got money, yay. I'll be a powwow. So, you know, hey, it's all to the good, man. Well, it's so good to see you. And uh, yeah. I'm ready to see you back up on a stage again and working. Yeah, so many people. You know, I'll I be going to these customer houses. They, ain't you that? I say, this is me. Yeah. It helps my sales. <laughs> <laughs> when the Mojo Queen shows up at the house, you see, right. you're going to buy you know, that extra you, square footage of flooring. I'm going to tell you what I appreciated before that when Butch, uh, Tr Tracy, so she had gave him an award with the, from the Blues Society, mm -hmm. had presented him with an award that just touched my heart there that he finally got a chance to get really really recognize and i mean mm -hmm. we love getting awards and getting just appreciated for what we do musically sure you know and mm -hmm. i'm glad that he had that opportunity from the mm -hmm. blues society mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mark he carries on you know he, his cd yeah. is in the best self-produced uh, cd competition uh this next right. week with yeah. the NBC. Yeah. That's Mark back there. That's Mark. Yeah, that's Mark. He's about to come on the air here in just a minute, okay. too. So, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming down. I love you. Oh, baby. The way you do that. Parts of me are applauding, and other parts of me are giving you a standing ovation. She's getting a little long in the tooth, among other things, I think. Oh, Lord. I know every time you come down here, you're always feeling her up. That ain't no BBL. That's a, what you call that. Ooh. When it ain't fitting the rest of the body. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. <laughs> this is Zeno, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me get this Butch tune in here, and we're going to get Mark Caldwell on, and uh, we're going to have a chat with him, too. So uh, don't run away. Here's Boneyard Boogie right here at Radio Memphis. <laughs>
still here uh on the we went an extra hour uh yes. here on this right which is you know which is, is it, it butch was uh, fully deserving of all of this you know it's a, quite, great, quite it's a great celebration for him yeah really uh miss zeno thank you honey um uh, we love you thank you thank you so much for being here thank you um my thanks also to uh donna bowers terry saffold um, and everybody that called in, Scott Prosterman, uh, Robert Nighthawk Toombs, Joe uh, Grimond, uh, that was that was awesome. All good stuff. That was that was that was really really cool. And and the, and the and the Mudbone family that came in here. Yeah, that yeah. that wonderful. That was really sweet. did. And I heard some heartbreaking stuff over there from them. That was tough. Yeah. That's just tough. And you know, my my uh, my heart breaks for Caroline. It's a it's a rough time. It, it is. Really is. It is. It's uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I really do think tomorrow is going to be... Uh, That'd be healing. A lot of positive energy there. A little cathartic, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to help the family out. Yeah, I really do. So. Yeah, yeah. So you were able to get the procession put together. Yeah, I do want to mention that real quick. Um, tomorrow is the procession. Um, we need musicians. If you have marching instruments, please come down and help celebrate Butch tomorrow. Um we're going to meet, uh, we'd like you to be down at Bill Street in front of B.B. Uh, King's about at 11.45. And at noon. Uh, second and Bill, yeah. Second and Bill, we will march uh, down uh, to 4th Street. Yeah. Uh, the family's going to be in a horse-drawn carriage. Oh, how nice. Yeah, the family. They, uh, and then the marching, this is where we need your help. If you are a musician and you have a marching <clears throat> instrument, horn, drum, Please come down. We would really appreciate you being there to to you know, help provide the music for the uh, for the service. Sure. The uh, mark. Um, but yeah, think about that. Uh, I need to check the forecast. Actually, I hope it's not going to be too cold tomorrow. <laughs> oh no, it'll be fine. I know we were we were looking at it earlier, but uh, <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, they have sweaters, no coats. But this is a real big deal for the family. Um, so please come out and uh, support Butch and, with this procession. Uh, and then, of course, at 2 o'clock, uh, come over to uh, Memphis Music Room. It's 53. That's not too bad. That's, no, that's, 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 that's all right. East wind 7. Uh, we got a little bit of rain coming in late uh, Saturday night. Oh, that'll be oh. good. That'll so be good, perfect. yeah. And that's not till like, uh, till then. That's will be 42 for a low yeah, then. Well, so, then no yeah. one has no excuse to be. Not yeah, be come on down. to, to Please come down there and help yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, please come down there. So. And then. Well, um. After the procession, yeah, um, this is a public event. Um, boy, I've been getting calls for the past couple of days, Rick. It's amazing about the confusion. But 
Um, yeah, the original celebration for the family was Tuesday, uh, Thursday night at our Memphis Blue Society Jam. Right. And we found a lot of family wasn't going to be here in time. So we moved that. Um, I need to talk to Jackie. I hope, I hope not too many people showed up last night. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, but it, it's good because this, we have one event right. you know, followed by the procession. Right. And, but anyway, this is going to be get from 2 to f- uh, 5 o'clock tomorrow. And it's at Memphis Music Room. Um, that's the old uh, Shriners building on uh, Shelby Oaks Drive. This is near uh, Sycamore View at 40, I-40. So I said it's going to go late. Yeah, I think it will. I think it <laughs> yeah, will. I think it will, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna gonna be, be cool. It, yeah. It's a celebration of Butch. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it will, uh, we have a number of people, their family, friends are going to uh, speak on behalf of uh, Butch, tell their stories. Uh, I know Zion uh, had indicated they're going to have a drum uh, ceremony. Yeah, dr- well, yeah, it's, 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 it's like five drummers, I think, and they're all just going to, yeah. they're going to play, she's going to sing, she's going to play, they're yeah. going to play some songs. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 That's going to be really so cool. I'm happy they're doing that. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, and then Jackie Floor and Friends, uh, they are the house band. Um, there have been a lot of uh, requests from a family and friends that are coming in town for this to that are in, that are musicians. Yeah. And so they're going to be up there performing, and there'll be like a sign-up sheet. Um, it, it is not a jam. I do want to mention that. Um, I, you're not going to be playing three songs like a typical. No, you may go up and play one. Yeah. One, maybe two songs. It depends how the depends on how, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a time to have fun and to celebrate Butch. That's yeah. You know, the music. That that's what it's all about. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. It's a good time. So, there, so. There's a, there is a bar there. There is food there. The food is uh, included, and this is a free event, by the way. It's it a free event. It is free food. It's yeah. a free event. Uh, it's cash bar. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's cash bars. So. Well, sure. They can't give that away. Yeah, so so please come out and uh, you know support Butch more so. Be there for the family. You know uh, that really means a lot to them. So I think they were uh, they were touched by you know hearing what we did in here tonight and and, I hope, and, I, and yeah. seeing some of that. I, I kind of got the impression they were a little not overwhelmed, but they they understood. Yeah. You know, well, I think everyone here. Thank you. This is wonderful. It yeah, really is. it was great really fun. So, yeah. it was it was just enough. It was just enough. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. It was a fairly well balanced uh, thing here. Um, I want to I want to make a mention too that I remember years ago, uh, you Butch and Cash McCall, Mm -hmm. very close. Um, I know this is hard on you because that's two of those two of those guys have 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 now left us, and Um, I miss them both dearly. Uh, We were great friends. Uh, When Cash was sick, the you and Butch would ride together and go. Take oh, care yeah. of cash and make yeah, sure he yeah. had what he didn't. When his roof caved in and yeah. uh, water heater blew out, and they were really close. They really, yeah, were. yeah. they really yeah. were. And um, uh, well, it's I'm sure not going to forget it. I'll tell you that. Well, no, uh, yeah, they, how could you? Are, how could you forget something like that? Boy, they are so special. Uh, <clears throat> no one will ever replace uh, them, the music, or anything. It's uh, oh boy, it's. Um, uh, I'm still, uh, I'm still in shock over. Man, I'm, I'm, I know that because yeah. I mean, Butch and I talked on the phone a lot, and I'm expecting a call from Butch or vice versa, and you know, it's it's silence, you know. It's, yeah, it's hard yeah. to to grasp that, you know. Yeah, that's it's but, it's hard, and the circumstances that surrounded the whole thing, and I'm not going to get into, but yeah, you know, it's know. that that just seems so surreal. Yeah, it does. It's it like did. It, it's like a really bad joke, and. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're kidding me, right? No, really? Yeah. And, and when you learn more about that situation. Yeah. yeah. To tell me about it, I, I was like, 
No, a lot of people with the same situation. They were, are you sure about this? Yeah, uh, really, yeah. really, yeah. That yeah. Uh, that just sucked the wind right out of my sails, and it and it was like, wow, we're supposed to work. Uh, you know, we're making a record. This you now he he can't do this. You know, I know, and we won't get to hear that. Uh, I'll tell you, Rick, that's all Butch talked. To. Every time I talked to Butch, he was talking about that record he's going to record the, the next yeah, the one, yeah. one yeah, yeah. The, the one yeah. not this current one but the one that the was one supposed to fall that's never going to happen yeah, yeah. exactly um but uh, you know it's uh, i'm glad that he was able to get that last one done yeah i am too um and for all of you aren't aware butch carries on i mean he did win the memphis blues decided best self-produced cd competition this year mm-hmm. uh the ibc is next week so butch's cd will represent the memphis blues society That's in that competition too, yes. so butch so carries on yes he does so, yes yes he really i yeah really and i i you know I, i'm not necessarily advocating that the judges pay attention to the fact that he's that you know it's a posthumous thing <laughs> yeah no, I but i hope that they do listen i hope they enjoy it you know it was it was fun to do it was a blast to put together but geez pete uh, there was supposed to be another one. Yeah. No, and I never remember the stories about the keyboard game. Oh, oh my God! Which yeah. talked about that quite a bit. And it's and it's on the it's on the record. You can hear it changing tones on the record. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh man! We just left it in there. Yeah. We just kind of the way Butch was. You always kind of let the. You just threw it up into the air, and whatever came down and how it landed yeah. was how that's how no, he that's, lived. That's you know, yeah, that's he it. was never overly critical of his own playing. He might go, eh, I think I can do a little bit better, but then he'd hear it and he'd go, eh, I used the first one. You know, he's just, you know, no, that's Butch. Yeah, that's Butch, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, Butch's music, uh, it's Butch. Oh, yeah. You hear it, it mm-hmm. it's Butch. That is what's so cool. And he was so true to blues. And of course, he mixed Indian. He, I mean, he had a great sound. Really did. There's a song on this record called "Teepee Creepin'." Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's a and it's about being at one of the one of the the, the powwow groups, yeah, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's at the end of the night, and he's bored, and he's gonna go creep, go teepee creeping, and he's yes. gonna go see what the other girls are doing. And yeah. can, oh, and it's it's just delightful. <laughs> Just, it's, awesome. it, it, <laughs> it's a great tune. It's a great tune. I mean, that's Butch. Of course, I mean, you know, I had Butch. Chocolate Lover, Stank Hole, which we love yeah. that. And just all this, all the fun stuff that he did. Yeah. And then he broke into like some serious stuff, like The yeah. Fallen Heroes, the yeah. song Bloody Footprints, which was the, mm. the true story about him being shoeless in the snow in Chicago. Mm. You know, basically homeless. Yeah, uh, he went back and forth. I mean, it's... Uh, it was either feast or famine yeah. with him. No, it really yeah. was. There wasn't much middle ground with Butch. No. And that's the way he liked to live, you know? Mm-hmm. God, he and played he with John Lee Hooker. Was... He played with Muddy Waters. and uh, I, think he had, didn't, I think he spent some time with Furry Lewis, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the, the names I can never keep yeah. up with. Uh, he had some incredible... Uh, he got to play with some incredible musicians. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, a lot of memories uh, many musicians will never get that, yeah. uh, that Butch right. had, you yeah. know, really. So. Well, and I tell you what, the uh, Jazz Foundation really helped uh, with 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 some of this stuff. And uh, uh, one of the members is flying in from Brooklyn tomorrow from the Jazz Foundation for this Butch. Wow, really? that is awesome. Yeah, they are here for Butch. They are here for Butch. So wow, that means a lot. That yeah, because yeah. he played the New Orleans Jazz Festival every year. Yeah, um, but. The, the Jazz Foundation has done so much incredible work for musicians here yeah. uh, in Memphis. Um, and a lot of times they teamed up uh, with Music Cares also. Yeah. 
But those groups together, uh, I can't say enough for what they've done to help support Memphis and Mid-South Music. And they're in Brooklyn and, and Nashville and New York. Yeah, know? yeah. It's amazing. Uh, they stepped in and helped out when when, re, when really needed, and, yeah. and there they were for Butch, and it was great. But, uh, yeah, one of the uh, representatives is going to be here tomorrow. That's so, fantastic. Uh, that's, yeah. how, that's how important Butch and their relationship was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they loved him as much as we yeah, did. Yeah, so. sure did. They yeah. sure did. Yeah, well, he so. was... He's a brilliant musician and a great performer and a, and a good showman. Yeah. And his music will live on here. I will tell you it that. Sure will. It sure will. Because we've got we've got all, we've pretty much all everything that they've, that he ever did. Um, Some great stuff. It really is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but Rick, you only have one copy of that record. And I went, uh huh. <laughs> and I don't even know where it is. <laughs> There's some stuff in the silent auction that you've got. Um, that, I'm, uh, I'm going to pull it. I'm, I'll get him. We'll get something we'll get something him. going, you know, because, you know, uh, his his daughter's like, I don't, I've never heard it. You know, this is for, for the family. That, tonight was the first night they heard some of the cuts so, from it. Uh, um, really? They hadn't heard it until tonight? No. Yeah, we'll get it taken care of. We'll get that. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna solve that problem. Exactly. So. Yeah, that we will. Uh, I want to just say one quick story about Butch. This is this is spiritual. Yes, sir. I will never forget this. Uh, you know, our family broke up uh, when I was nine years old. Our father left our family. But as the years went by, you know, we gradually lost uh, touch with our, our father. Well, recently I came down to just Christmas cards. You know, well, about five years ago, um, there was no reply from a Christmas card. And um, my sister found a, uh, an obituary for my father. He lived down in uh, Brownsville, Texas. But anyway, Bush and I were real close talking. And I'll never forget this. Um, I had planned a trip to head down to Brownsville you know, try and find where my father was buried. This is three months after he died when we found out. Wow. I'll tell you this. Butch had my wife and I come over the night before I left at sundown at his house, and Butch performed a ceremony for my dad. A sage ceremony. And I took this sage down with me to Brownsville. When I found the cemetery, I burned the sage in the cemetery for my father. Oh, wow. But um, I will never forget Butch doing that. That's how, that's how spiritual Butch was. Oh, God, yeah. And how, yeah. how, uh, uh, how compassionate he was. Yeah. What a beautiful human yeah, being. He was. Yeah. yeah. Complete yeah. soul with the earth. But uh, I, I will never forget that. And it was just his private service in his, on the side of his house at sundown. And uh, and it's a short story, but it's uh, it sure has impacted me big time. That's massive. Yeah. So, but that's Butch. That's what Butch did. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, he. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still. Uh, I'm still having trouble with this. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I, we, we talked a lot, uh, but uh, but thank you T tonight. I think it was a big help for everybody. You know. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure glad it the family was. came in too. I'm I am glad about yeah. all that, and I'm yeah, glad we're able so. to do because you know, I'm gonna be honest. I don't like doing these shows because we're s celebrating someone's passing. You know. Yeah. And every time we do it, it's like this one less. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, and it and it and it's and it's people we know and it's people we love and people we care deeply about and you know, yeah. I mean, it, it has to be done, you know, but it's yeah. it's yes, not it it's it not does. it's not joyful. But at the yeah. same time, I want to. I, I always I like I don't like doing these shows, but at the same time, we come in here and we want to tell those positive stories, like what you just said. It's important to honor them. Yes, it's very important. Yeah, yeah we're we're running out of people, and um, 
it's a shitty thing to say, but it's it's the truth. And yeah. you know, um, if this if if there's any lesson to be taken away from from any of this, whether it was something that we heard tonight or not, is that um, <clears throat> whoever it is that you have in your family that you care uh, deeply about, stop and think about these people. You know, you know. You're exactly right. They're not. There's going to come a time. Yeah. When they're not going to be here. In the case of Butch Mudbone, it happened literally within a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. 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 It happened that fast. And it wasn't right. supposed to happen no. like that. No. 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 He needed to die in a bed. Yeah. You know. In about 35 years. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know. Seriously. The yeah. The thing that came to my mind when Tundria told me is he did the last thing he was supposed to do. And I know that sounds... It does not sound as good as we'd like to, but if you think about the last thing he did before the accident, it probably would have felt better if it would have, he would have gone there instead of on the way back home. Right. Well, yeah. So it's like, I, I do yeah. understand that, but it's like, yeah. when it comes to the spiritual side of things, it's like, we never know what your last task is going to be. Right. And I think the only thing that I could find solace in is knowing the last thing that he did was such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah that, that's kind of what. But that was but every day was like that with him. It was like, and I know it was. It was exactly. exactly. So it's like that's what kind of gives me a small amount of peace. He could be having the worst day of his week, and when you saw him, he'd be like, "But it's okay." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look yeah. how beautiful yeah. the sky is. Like that. You know. Yeah. That's Butch. That's Butch. You know. Really, really. Because yeah. I get to come down here and play some music, you know, and that's yeah. what it was when we when we chatted. You know, he's right. like, "Yeah, I'm having trouble with my truck, but it's a good day." It's a good day. You know. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's and like Nighthawk said earlier, he's the bravest man I ever knew. He is. Mm. Yeah, he really is. You know. Yeah. Set out on the road with no gigs and come back with some money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey. Never have I ever. And stood behind those musicians on Beale Street and said, Pay these people. Yeah. yeah. And then they ran him off that street because of that very sentiment. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, hmm. I hope it takes a lot that of strength, it really does. Yeah. With you know, the more we say that part of Butch's story, I really hope that that will put a spark somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. Motivate so, somebody else to it should, yeah. continue that fight. Continue that. Yeah. Don't let that go. It's right. Al- it's, it's almost not to be in comparison, but it's almost in comparison to King. Nothing really started happening until that he was gone. Maybe somebody will finally listen. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that. I, I has know. to take that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It had to be said, sorry. Yes. Um, there's been some action in the uh, chat room. I haven't had it open uh, much for the program, but it. But I'll, I will I will leave it with this from uh, Georgette Audie, who wrote, thank you for the radio show and stories about Butch. Healing prayers to all. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Well That's spoken, good. Georgette. It sure is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for making it all happen. Tendria, Charles. Well, thank you, everybody. LJ, is, all the people that were wonderful. here. This is yeah, wonderful. Be here. Me too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That was wonderful. We'll leave on a couple of tunes from the new record. Uh, one is Till It's Time For You To Go, which is a brilliant song. Um, we had so much fun. It's an elaborate piece. We we worked so hard on that thing. <laughs> I thought he was going to beat people over this, but it worked out really well. <laughs> Oh, no. And the song Bye Bye. Here it is. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.
return my love yet You know I love you till the river runs dry Even though I love you, got to say bye-bye, bye-bye Make a space 
The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com. <laughs>